Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to 10.5, The Magic Hour. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by, in part, by Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters, baby. If you're not drinking Harvest Moon, you're not drinking coffee, what are you doing? You can do, you can do like Starbucks coffee or whatever. Yeah, if you want to get your beans roasted months after they become stale. Which you don't want to do, because freshness is key. We're also brought to you in part by Shift Sport and Wellness. If you have back pain or want to learn some cool shift about exercise, hit up shiftsportwellness.com. We're also brought to you in part by the Florabama Lounge Package and Oyster Bar. Oyster Bar. Uh, my favorite bar in the Flab, probably the VIP kind of second floor, more intimate stage. Got a bunch of dope fiddlers this weekend. If that's what you're into. That's what I'm into. Um, who else? Ooh, we're also brought to you by Matthew Joseph Quitza. Just got his pet peeve in. Q's pet peeve of the week. The weekend, the music artist. He's out on him. He's, he's tired of his shrieky whining. I happen to love the weekend. And the weekend, especially on the weekend. Um, I think he's pretty good, actually, Q-Boy. Um, he's kind of doing his own thing with the whole bringing back the falsetto. But I don't know. He's got a bunch of jams and he's boys with Drake, so that's cool. Okay. So, we got Jake, your boy. You guys know Jake. And John Michael Domingo coming up. Terrific boys. Um, super athletic. Open-minded. Just complete gentlemen. So, without further ado, enjoy the show. Thanks for stopping by. Titties. Go. Bam. We're live. What's up? Sup? Black mold. (laughs) <laughs> Good for the immune system. Yeah, we need some context for that. We're looking at an event where there is a pound and a half of black mold surrounding wouldn't, us. I wouldn't say that. No, it's not. That's too much. But there's a lot. But there's any at all. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some. Which there. is not good. No, So how much of that do you think is in the air? Uh, Let's say that's been going. that's been there for days. <laughs> Maybe at weeks. Least, at weeks. least. Yeah. Does it say something that you didn't notice it till just now? Yeah, it most certainly does. It means I don't look at my my ceiling nearly enough. Yeah. I kind of have a problem with that. I like I always catch myself like fucking face out, like chin down. I don't know. I have like a defense mechanism type thing where I kind of like curl in like this. So I think You're there's kind of your vital organs. Dude. Yeah, dude. Is that what that is? Yeah. I think that's why my voice is so fucking Fetal raspy. Position, bro. I uh, oh, that actually makes sense. But like I, I really don't much care for my voice. I'd rather it be like more booming, kind of like chest voice, kind of like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, like God, a like a man's voice yeah. instead of a little fucking ninety-year-old chain smoker woman voice that I have. But um, so yeah, I think because I'm like always doing this, it's like I'm literally crushing my larynx, right? I mean, yeah. maybe so. it's a wrestle thing, right? From when you're like chilling like this all the time, elbows tight, head down. That probably didn't help. I always remember, I've never just liked things around my neck. Like turtlenecks, I can't do. You don't wear puka shell necklaces? 
I could do gold chains. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I just don't like things touching my neck, and I don't. Dude, yeah, every, every time I have to wear a suit or something, if, uh-huh. it's a, yeah. if the shirt is a little too tight, ooh, that top yeah. button, it's like, that's a, that is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been trying this new thing lately, and it just, it just happened, where I uh, experience an emotion, whatever it may be, and I try to recognize in that moment that I'm experiencing it. Ooh. And so huh. we just, you just started the podcast, right? Like we're yeah. recording oh, yeah, now. We're live, guys. As soon as you pressed record, I like felt a little bit more nervous, a little bit more like hmm. self-conscious of what I was going to say and a little bit more like, uh, okay, I need to say something. I need to say mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Is that so funny? And so I've been just trying to like really, it. for positive, like for good or bad, just like notice that I'm experiencing that or um, just like, yeah, try to bring it into the front of the brain and just say what's mm-hmm. up to it. Just probably an exercise that many could benefit from. Yeah. Because I feel like human beings are so goddamn emotional, especially women. Well, it's true. Am I wrong? Come on. Yeah. And I feel like, sometimes I feel like a cold, heartless machine yeah. because I am I can extra, extracate, extrapolate, extracify my emotions <laughs> from the situation mm-hmm. much sure. more easily than I think yeah. other people can and just like maybe proceed in like a rational goddamn manner and not like yell at somebody or that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm kind of tiptoeing on that kind of, am I a robot? Am I a robot? <laughs> like, <laughs> not really should sure. I eat, like I was eating batteries all day. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. What, yeah. uh, what got you wanting to start doing that? Um, I don't know. I think, uh, are we going, are we going kind of deep. We can, yeah, we'll go as deep. Jump, as we can. we'll go full <laughs> penetrate. Yeah, and that's the other thing. I'm also really just trying to be as like um, uh, upfront and earnest, honest. I don't really know if I know the difference between those two. Let's go with honest. Yeah, honest as possible, or just like as uh, candid as possible. And Dude, so great yeah, impulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, but it's uh, it's way tougher than I would have imagined because it's just mm-hmm. like so easy or um, convenient to just not say what you're feeling or thinking or whatever like that. So I think I started it. Or tried starting to work on it like maybe eight or so months ago, and I was working with uh, I was working with a counselor just to get some through some stuff that I was going through, and uh, the biggest thing for him was was just like trying to be aware of what you have going on, and it's just so crucial. It's like okay, because like a lot of times if you have a, a problem with something, like we talk about this with you and your fill in the blank, where you know that she is not upset about that particular thing that she's yelling at you about, mm-hmm. you know, but she's not aware, or at least uh, maybe she's subconsciously aware, but not, it's not affecting her thought at that time that she's yelling you about the thing that happened earlier and not that the dishes are in the sink mm. or whatever other thing you can throw in that box. Mom. So, what's <laughs> <laughs> up, Ms. Megan? Uh, and so, and so I've just been trying to really work on that because it's like, um, I feel like as soon as you just at least become aware of the emotion that's happening or why it's there in the first place, then you can do so much more to, like control it to uh, even if you don't want to control it or to just have a change or have it affect you or affect it. And so just trying to work on that. So like maybe eight months ago, super hard. No, that's good. That's, that's kind of, um, you're treading on like kind of the meditation stuff. You know, I feel like a lot of people like, just like you said, Max, they just kind of go through everyday life. And when like an emotion happens, they're just fully in that emotion and Mm -hmm. they, and they don't, but when you, when you start recognizing it, you're like, I'm angry right now. Yeah. Just the fact that you can do that can, that's like the first step to be able to control it. I'm not saying yeah. you can like 100% control it ever, but that yeah. mm-hmm. is pretty powerful. That, that's not an easy thing to do. To no. be able to, to, know, to like be able to know, notice yourself, I'm feeling angry. Yeah. So serious. does that mean there's, 
that you're not you and that you're the consciousness behind the meat sack that's running around and that it's okay. You're angry. Why? Because of cause and effect. Cause some fucking thing happened and yeah. you have an ego. Because mm-hmm. my cell phone isn't loading fast enough right, <laughs> right. now. I'm so pissed. Because <laughs> you're an idiot, yeah. right? And so does that mean you're not you? <clears throat> That mean you're not you. Do you think consciousness is a singularity? <laughs> <laughs> We're going, man. Huh? Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, well, I think that this is a practiced thing. I think that this is something that you develop over time, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't never. Maybe you can be tapping into that thing over time, but it takes practice to do that. It's not like you can just be like, oh, like I got some other version of myself just watching, you know. Yeah. Like it takes a little time, like, you know, your meditations sure. or noticing it over and over again. And, or maybe you don't even notice it in the moment. You get in a fight with whoever, the girlfriend, you leave and you're like, damn, I was angry there. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's the it's definitely the easy thing to do to just like um fucking react to just yeah, to just react super hard and like super yeah. fast. It's so e- it's so easy to do that. Not that it's like always not that it's like some kind of moral high ground or anything like that to just like not react like you're but it's it's definitely the more difficult thing to do to like take that little bit of a mental step back and say okay what's mm-hmm. like really going on why am I here um, and so yeah why indeed so Drake there's a great interview with him and some <laughs> not like why am I now. here like yeah, why am I no 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 we're getting like, there but like why but like why am I feeling <laughs> who this am issue? I yeah 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 <laughs> why do I exist what is beef <laughs> <laughs> Drake said in an interview he said his mom taught him the seventy two hour rule. And oh, that's damn. like, if somebody says something or something happens and you have this kind of emotional reaction to it, yeah. wait 72 hours, three days. What? And like, that's if it's still time. bothering you, yeah. then then kind of address it and like, you know, figure something out. But that's a long I, like, I, think, I think that's mostly, what's up, baby? Ricky Altiello <laughs> just walked in the door. He's about to hop on the mic and either give us eight bars of his favorite rap song or a funny joke. We're putting him on the spot. Use this one right now. Ready? Three, two, one. Who would win a race between a rabbit and a pie cost? A what? A rabbit and a pie cost. Okay. What's a pie cost? About six bucks. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, I think, I mean, he's in a very specific Drake. Drake. He's in a very (laughs) specific... I didn't know where that was going. That's good. Yeah, me neither. I didn't want to fall for it. Yeah. But I also didn't want to mess it up and ask him, wait, I didn't hear what you said with the pie. <laughs> kind of like I did? Kind of like, well, no, but I think that's supposed to happen. Okay. Someone's supposed to, <laughs> and then you deliver the Yeah. Um, anyway, I think the 72-hour rule probably works very well if you're a celebrity and you read something about yourself Oof. that like pisses you oh, off. Can you imagine good. that? Yeah, dude. So there's a line, there's a Drake line, it's like, Waking up to person or waking up to public statements about my private life. It's like you wake Damn. up, boom. Yeah. Let's go on internet.com and see what's up today. Oh, Drake is a racist jerk. <laughs> and you're just like, it's gonna be tough. That's yeah, tough. Dude. I could see somebody, dude, that's the thing because you have your phone, you could instantly blow up just on, you know, whatever, Twitter or whatever, uh-huh. and just. Just totally screw up your reputation. You yeah, know? that's kind of. Yeah. I, w- I would not want that level of celebrity. No, man, that's got to be just a whole another like type of living. I can't even yeah. imagine. Like people, yeah. uh, like Snapchat recently has been doing that, where it's like at the underneath your stories or underneath all your bros' stories. You know, when you go into Snapchat, mm-hmm. it has like all the media stuff, mm. 
And like so right. often, it's just like twelve pictures of these fat tits. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is definitely one of them. Uh, but it's just like you know, like Drake out at London nightclubs. Like this dude just went outside. Yeah. He just went outside of his yeah. house, and now all of a sudden, it's like a thing that everyone in the world who has Snapchat is like, ching ching ching. What is Drake doing? What is he wearing? He's wearing. It's like holy shit. Dude, there's a great article that is insane in GQs right before he came out with what's the head in the clouds one. Uh, so nothing was gone? the same. Yeah, I think it's nothing was the same. Yeah, I think it's nothing the same. That sounds nice. Uh, sure. So it was an article that came out right before that was released, and it was with Drake's bodyguard. Yeah. And they were like, "Why does Drake need a bodyguard? Like, who wants to hurt Drake?" And he's like, "All right, let me run you through this situation. Mm. You, the bodyguard's talking. You and I, like, me, bodyguard and Jake, we're in yeah. the club. It's been a long month. We just like signed a big deal. Like, all right, we're gonna drop a thousand dollars on a on some bottle service. Yeah. We're gonna get a nice table. Getting bottles." <laughs> Bottle service. Baby. We're talking gray goose. Bottles. We're balling out. We're, 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 we're going there. We get some yeah. girls. We start talking to them. Everything's going great. Drake walks in. Yeah. Girls leave. Mm-hmm. Immediately. They just, like, every, like, they don't even think about it. Yeah. And you're down a thousand bucks. You're not happy. Yeah, you're pissed. You're going to want to beat the shit out of the other guy. Yeah. And that's, maybe that's, you could benefit from realizing that you're not <laughs> you and that this is an in the yeah. moment yeah. emotional yeah. reaction that you should yeah. not entertain. But a understandable one but you want to beat the shit out of drake yeah so that's why drake needs a bodyguard because women will stop whatever they're doing <laughs> regardless of how much money has sure. been spent on them sure. not that's not enough to like make them forgo trying to have sex with drake <laughs> which is the other flip side of the coin where we're saying i don't really want that level of celebrity <laughs> that might be kind probably of pretty dope probably yeah. pretty dope yeah i don't know yeah, uh, that's why. That's why are women just instantly drawn to just a celebrity? You know, because they are just a, a human. He, you know, he, mm-hmm. he they really has, are just a human. He has good beats. He's got good raps. Like I totally get it. But and he's got this image about him. Totally, it's personal branding. But it's just like he's just a guy. You know, like yeah. Yeah. here's here's a, this is a very interesting way that I recently started to think about this type of thing. You know, basically. Recently at Shell, this, one of the, like, the hot shots at Shell came to visit our like floor. And everybody was kind of like, our you know. Our floor, what do you like? Mean? So I sit Get a little on the, background. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I work at um, One Shell Square downtown, mm-hmm. um, way up high. It's like the tallest building in New Orleans. Something. I'm on the 26th floor. And so we're way up there. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Drake. <laughs> Every morning they have a big meeting with all like a lot of the big dogs. And they come in there and one of the guys above them came in and everybody you could tell there's an air and like everybody was sitting up a little straighter mm-hmm. making sure they looked like they're working and it was yeah. kind of weird you know whatever but it's cool but when he walked in there i mean obviously this guy's got far more knowledge than i do far more experience but he just was another guy mm-hmm. and, and you know he kind of had like no disrespect but he kind of had like a little bit of a belly and stuff fuck him but the interesting thing is, is that <laughs> it's like he is killing it in one aspect of his life uh-huh. but like let's say it's like a fitness thing like i mean technically like you would whip his ass. I'm in more shape than him. So it's just yeah. funny because there's people like Drake who are celebrities and they, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh my gosh, but they have faults in other ways. And we, right. you know, are be- are worse in some ways than them and better than them in other ways. So it's just kind of a funny thing. Yeah. Let's unpack this a little bit. So I, there's a really smart guy named Gad Sad, Dr. Gad Sad. He's like chairman of evolutionary biological research, whatever, in some institution in uh, California. He's on Joe Rogan podcast. Beef, you want to pick that up? You just dropped a name. Sup? <laughs> Sup? <laughs> I'll grab it. <laughs> Anyway, he said, and this is funny because this is something I've recently learned and I'll tell this to women and they're like, duh, it's like, (laughs) what are the, what are the universal things that women are attracted to across all cultures? 
And so it's tall, high-status alpha males. And so I'll tell them, I'll be like, girls, did you know that women are attracted to hot, tall, high-status <laughs> alpha males? And they're like, yeah, you fucking moron. But like, that's just not something I would have sure. like itemized and known until you know this year when I heard this guy, Gad Sad, say it. And it, it makes sense. I mean, girls definitely like tall dudes. Yeah. You go into that. It's just like protection and like capability. I don't know. High status. We like kind of sexually breed for like these kind of like CEO type winners. I mean, that's what like humanity is trying to build, right? I mean, we're, we're women. And this is kind of a closed feedback loop, but it's like, yes, women are attracted to high status people so those are the guys that get to reproduce and then you know maybe as you go along evolution hires like people who are more able to climb the ladder are those who get to pick you know a mate sure. and stuff so drake like he's just high status like women are just biologically it doesn't matter if you're he like might be tall indian too. i think he's like six two no, he's a pretty he's big guy not. Is he's, he? I think he's kind. You know of. what? That's also just me not wanting him to be six two. But <laughs> maybe he is six big. two. I'm up right now. <laughs> maybe he is. But the status thing for sure. How tall? He is, is but Drake. we assign, but we assign him that status. It's not like he. It's not like he has. You know, like he, he's merited that status <sighs> by like I, navigating the top of an industry. I think that that's awesome. I think that that's feet. awesome. Oh. But uh, I don't. I don't think that he deserves to be idolized in the same way that he is simply for being good at making music and rapping because he's he's one of the best of all time I, I totally agree but I don't think that that industry is the one that we should be placing someone at such oh, I, a high oh, okay. that's what I'm saying like I, see, I agree with that yeah I think I think he is a total fucking beast but I think that uh, in the greater context of what should be more important I don't think it should be a musician I think it should be the number one, I don't fucking know, climate scientist, climate, right. climate person in the world, or the number one, and that like, dude's getting no booty. And that dude's Whatsoever. getting zero, but he probably doesn't <laughs> he care. That, he drops that line at a bar. He's like, you know, yeah. I'm the number one science nerd major <laughs> yeah. of the whole world. Yeah. Honestly, that dude probably is getting tanked. If we're being he's honest, probably the most. In, he's probably in a lab somewhere, just just making love to some test tubes and like <laughs> loving himself and like not caring at all. Yeah. Okay. So I see what you're saying. But like, no, I think that that's great. I think that's great. But like, just like JM was saying, it's just one aspect of a person. And so like, what if he, I don't know anything about Drake. I hope he's a great guy. But what if you he's, know, you, I feel like you got to know a lot about Drake. I, just because of the I transparency of his lyrics. And I, don't, I mean, we've been listening to him maybe. For, for like, he, I think he started to get big in like 09, 010. It's now 17. Yeah. I feel, honestly, I feel a I feel a deep connection with Drake, and I know it's silly, but like... Well, you've listened to his music in like really influential and like pivotal moments in your life, which Ooh. gives you that connection to him, but I don't know if his lyrics actually tell you truly that much about him. I would disagree. I think, I think I would, he, I he dropped some pretty personal stuff, and I think maybe that's why he's been so successful, is because I, of his authenticity. I mean, I can I can see what you're saying, but like in the greater context of that, like, um, for example, I've known you for how many years now? Since we were 13? Yeah, so a lot. 12. Like 12 years now. So no, well. uh, almost half of my life. Well. So. so. And I feel like I know a lot about you, mm -hmm. but I don't know everything about you. you no, know but I mean? you know how I would react in most situations. Yeah, probably. and I've known you very personally for 13 years, and yeah. you've listened to Drake's music. I, I Like, in the greater scale of it, I don't really think that I can say I know who Drake is. So what I'm saying is that I hope he's a good guy, but then again, his music is only one aspect of who he is. Right, but we know so, so much about his actions and stuff. Like, 
when he gets in beefs with other rappers, he donates <laughs> yeah. thousands of dollars yeah. to their former high school. And I just think the way he's conducted himself, well, especially in the limelight for so long, yeah, has been true. magnificent been and professional. Any, he's any not major, like a scandal guy, yeah. right? He's a, he's a good boy. And I don't think I know Drake. <laughs> he's been a good boy. But he's a good boy. Yeah. I think I it, see what you're saying. I, I'm not talking shit on Drake. Like I was saying, I hope that he's a good guy. Yeah, but I personally Drake. don't feel like I know Drake, is what I'm saying. That would be a fair claim. So, in the end, I hope that... Be, I hope he's a good guy, but because of his musical talents, solely on that, I don't think that we should give him as much status as he has. Because so I don't, don't think that music. No, that's not fair to say. But women, who cares? Women yeah, yeah, women do. I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say on that. Actually, in the end, but, <laughs> but I. You're just buttered because you're not as high status as Drake. Right? No, I'm not. I'm happy for Drake. <laughs> I'm happy for Doesn't Drake. Sound like I just it. don't know if he, if if I don't know if he deserves he, to walk into a nightclub and and be able to point a finger and say yeah. you. Yeah, I don't and know. Make love I don't to even that know what but then again, maybe it's just like you know how it's like. Well, you know, in school, there's people talk about. You know, if you're in a certain group of people, it sounds like everybody's going out to the bars, right? It's like it sounds like the entire school is, but really, it's just a certain like group of people who are just pretty vocal about like that thing that they're into. So yeah. maybe what if Drake is that popular, but really only with a certain type and group of person, you know, maybe there's uh, other people who don't even, who just don't even give him that status. <laughs> who is Drake? There certainly are. But like, <laughs> I would say 95% no of, of the most of what, and this is an interesting thing, but like, I would say if you get a hundred guys and you can look at every chick in the country, I would say 90% of all of the girls that those 100 guys said were like super hot know who Drake is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that may be right. a small scale with regards to you. The infinity of no, you're probably everything right. missed. I mean, he's absurdly popular. I mean, but he's, he's crazy popular. Well and like, I don't know. Does he deserve that popularity because of some intrinsic... We have, a Value? I mean, that we was, have a connection that was, to music. Yeah. Music's was, an interesting uh, thing. Very true. That was uh, musicians. short, not short-sighted, but my, what I was trying to say didn't necessarily, came across in the wrong way. He, he deserves, I think, whatever attention that he gets. I just don't think that in the grand scheme, no, we music should, is totally important. You know what? It's pretty Fuck important. It. Shout no, out Drake. You're a beast. I, what I, think I, don't know, Drake I don't know what I was really trying to say music, there. Music, authenticity, yeah. of course he's got a persona. Yeah. But like, God damn it! I imagine it's pretty close, just by having studied him for studied him for so long, yeah, and having followed him around at night and that kind of thing, <laughs> and smelled him when he was sleeping. Were you that guy who was popping bottles and Drake stole all the girls? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drake stole uh, my thousand dollars. Cheeky interview guy. Right? Um, he's an interesting character. I wonder if there's a reason why he's remained popular in an industry where there's so many. One hit wonders come and goes. Yeah, is, if we he's look on like super a fucking talented man, if we look on like a top something list right now, like is he still going to be up there? You think? So check this out. It was about three weeks ago. Was the first time in like three years that he did mm -hmm. not appear on Billboard's Top 100. The first time, the first week in several years. Wow. The dude. That's the insane. Dude, the dude's my hero, man. I love him. Yeah. How do you stay up 
there. You know, some celebrities That's go crazy question. because as soon as they get up there, you know, it's like um, what is it, a fad instead of a trend. Mm-hmm. They'll get up there in the limelight. You see what I'm saying with that? The difference between a fad and a trend. Yeah. A fad, a fad is a, a very intense, quick burst, you know, of attention or whatever. So Pokemon yeah. Go was a fad. Fidget spinners. That thing came, fidget uh-huh. spinners. They came in hot and they went straight up and then, but then they just disappear as quickly. Mm-hmm. A trend. <laughs> Except for Miguel and Mason who still play what? Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't want to tell anybody. But they definitely still drive around still in Miguel's truck. <laughs> Uh, but whereas awesome. a trend a trend uh, you know it has slower growth and it's a steadier growth so I see. you look up like we kind of were talking about meditation if you go if you can you can look up something called Google Trends online and it shows you how um, relatively speaking how much words are looked up and if you look up meditation it's just like five years of just steady climbing nice right? if you look up Pokemon Go it literally it's just chilling boom you know and then comes right back down I see um, so how does one like him stay up to date and you know because so many people get in the limelight fall out maybe they get crazy they gotta do something drastic shave all their hair off yeah. right. to get back in you yeah, know make yeah. a sex tape hop on a <laughs> that's uh, what I did hop, <laughs> 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 hop yeah. on a wrecking ball whatever you need to do one of my goals is to one day have Drake on this podcast and ask Ooh. him that very question what are your keys to success um, I mean we can make assumptions though I mean the dude probably has a crazy work ethic he was probably raised with a background of strong traditional moral values. I don't, I don't know. know. What's, what's his... I don't know. Because he just seems like a good guy, like a good person. He doesn't seem like a, a murderer right. who raps about selling drugs, which is like, yeah. for some reason, glorified, right? Yeah, totally. He, he f- his themes are just kind of harmless and kind of just loving which is kind of the answer to everything, right? Maybe he's just he's just preaching straight authenticity and love, and like, how do you in go wrong own, there? People might connect yeah. with that in a way that's unique to him. Yeah, puts an interesting spice on it. You know? Yeah. There's been several. T- I think you're onto something because there's been several times where I've been with like it's been like a group of dudes even, and one time specifically we we're fishing, and somebody like had Drake on just kind of low while we we're fishing, and for whatever reason. We were just all zoned out on fishing and just like nobody was even talking. We were just all listening to whatever this Drake song was. Just like mm-hmm. he was getting into something deep or whatever. And we were all just like for like it was a weird moment. We were and somebody, you know, broke the silence all so I'm like, what are we doing? But <laughs> we were all just like listening, you know, and I don't know what he was just spitting something that like I guess we maybe connected to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, I've had a religious experience listening to Drake. I mean, we've seen him in concert and like He's a beast, I've man. seen you. Just happy geeking as a goddamn out, yeah. plant, just geeking out, right? No. His music is, yeah, his uh. music is fantastic. That makes me think, I, real quick funny story, or I thought it was funny. Uh, I was in Dallas uh, two weeks ago, and Sam and I went to go see the Bryson Tiller concert, and it's Bryson Tiller and her and uh, Metro Boomin, who who has this hilarious hashtag, hashtag called the Boominati. Which I thought was super, super funny. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like halfway through Bryson Tiller's set, this guy comes out and start, starts uh, rapping that wood grain I'm gripping, something, something I'm tipping, that Mike Jones lyric. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this dude sounds just like Mike Jones. Turns out it was Mike Jones. Mike, <laughs> Jones, Mike Jones comes out for that one like super long lyric that Quitsaw I think knows really uh-huh. well. And he's like rapping it. And he's like, all right, uh-huh. y'all, I'm going to sing some of y'all my new stuff. How do y'all feel about that? And everybody in the crowd was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. And it was like, Do and we so have a vote he d- in this? yeah, yeah. Imagine, like, the whole Can we say no? Can we say no? And, like, there's one guy like, 
uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Jones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so he goes on. He, he plays like his new song, and it was just it was just I had like a, a little bit of a surreal moment. I was like, this dude, five, five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, was the fucking man. Yeah. Who is this? Mike. Let's go, baby. Mike Jones, dude. Uh, two eight one three three. Like you can still say it. Eight zero zero four. You can still say it. This dude was the yeah. man. Like yeah. all over the radio, everybody listened to Mike Jones. Like mm. everybody. And now he comes out to a concert that isn't even his own concert. And you're like, get off the stage. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like the fad and the trend thing. Yeah, and it's like totally. And like the limelight thing and how you stay in there. It's like. Holy shit, the ability. What's the difference between Mike Jones and Drake? I think it's that like ability, switch man. Switch up the flow. That's a big, that's a lesson from 50 Cent, which is a lesson from, you know, whoever taught that to him. Yeah. But like, something about Drake. I mean, because Mike Jones, I, w- I would say, as a student of rap, <laughs> he's got that great, that great, like, Houston style, like, yeah. flow. But he, he keeps the same thing out. That's why mm-hmm. I think Future is just garbage. Because he does the <laughs> same note, the same cadence. Yeah. But Drake is singing. He's doing Hotline Bling. And then he's doing those songs where he's got no hook at all. And he just raps straight yeah, through. And then he does like a sort of singy kind of like variety. Like working on your craft. You know, figuring out new things. Taking risks. Yeah. Doing something different. Yeah, that translates. Whenever he takes sure. a risk, everybody fucking loves it. Yeah, he becomes a Which meme. Is, yeah. yeah, it's like Everybody now he's like such a snowball. But that's a good thing. What he does. Even if it's contra- yeah, honestly, controversial stuff is good. Like you know, the thing Definitely. where everybody's making fun of him for a little bit, but but they're still talking about him. So you right. know, it still accomplishes. Whatever. Bad PR is good PR. Yep. Hey. Mm. Yeah. That's uh. Shout out Drake. You're a beast, man. I wonder. Sorry if you got offended there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dude, if he hears this, Drake's right on his phone right now texting Max. Like, Seventy-two hours. I used hours. to fucking love the Snuggly hours. Dragon podcast. <laughs> yeah, but now I hate it. 72 hours, dude. Yeah. Don't come at us. Um, <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe he'll write a song about us. That'd be sick. I want to sit there and just watch him, like, write, you know, like, I want to see him do his craft. Dude, Does he just those are there? some cool videos, just, man. Oh, there, there's such a thing? There's, uh, I don't, I can't speak exactly for Drake, but I saw Jay Cole go through, like, mentally his process for making the beat for, Whoa. uh, what was that song with him? Jay, it was Jay Cole and Miguel. Did you believe me if I said I'm in love? What is that? Uh, Baby, yeah, people know what that song is. But anyway, I'm he was idiot. making the yeah. beat for that song, and he was just like, he was like, yeah, man, I was vibing. I heard this song. I heard this uh, like uh, cadence earlier today, and I got in the studio. And I was like, all right, I press this key. It's like, okay, I got this. And he just like literally started like vibing to the beat he's making at that moment, Dude. and he's just so into it. Like he's listening to his own song, like a fan be listening to is like oh this is some shit oh. he's like damn and he's like wait wait check it out when I throw this in well boom and he throws in like the like cool piece of that uh-huh. song and he's just fucking geeking out to it and it's so it's so cool to see that I man. mean that's seeing someone like doing what they're maybe yeah. meant yeah. to it's be like, doing it's like it's an artist pushing paying. it out right. an artist pay- exactly, exactly. Yeah. just watching someone I, was, I heard something today it was like I wish you could meet somebody when they're doing like your first time you meet someone is like when they're doing something they love to do mm. And they'd be like, how could you not love that? You just want to like look, yeah. and you're just like, yeah. especially if they're like competent at it, and they're just kicking butt, dude. That's the coolest. I mean, yeah. Drake, does he still write on his BlackBerry? I know forever <laughs> he he he, used to. he did all of his lyrics yeah. like just with his thumbs. I got magic thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know, man. Maybe he's There's like no the only person does. who still has BlackBerry in the he, whole world. I hope he does, but there's no way. A quill pen, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
scrolls of parchment. <laughs> the gospel according to Drake. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see, you know, him or really any, like, high performer, master of their craft, mm-hmm. doing their craft. Because I'm yeah. like, you know, I want that. I want that craft. I don't know what it is yet, but that would be, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. a power. It's kind of like your suit, your, your power. Yeah. Do you think people, like, have a purpose like that? I mean, that there's one, maybe not one thing, but there's a group of centralized skill that everyone should do because that's like what they're naturally talented toward. I mean, the question of talent is so weird. Like yeah, people who are it? talented, what does that fucking mean? Is it just mean? a natural inclination and ability towards one thing or towards a specific thing? Cause there's definitely those kids. I mean, I think immediately about like uh Mullins, shout out Mullins. Like that dude was always going to be a pro soccer player. Right. Really? Always. I mean, like you could see it when we were playing soccer. Uh, the first time I ever saw him play, um, we were at St. Dominic on the blacktop and I was like, this dude, absolutely. He, he kicked the ball so hard that it broke a kid's arm. And I was like, this dude is ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah. And when he played kickball, it was like, all right, back up. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like that. So, I mean, you can just see that someone is, just and naturally he, gonna do that, which is so crazy. he's young for his grade. I know you read um, uh, Outlaw, not Outsiders, another good book, but Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell. You must have been into that. I haven't I, read I, that. I've you haven't? Highly no. recommended that, but oh, I still haven't dudes, read it. Oh, dudes, that's like next flight you do, next airport trip. Dude, make, oh, man, it's good. Outliers. He talks about, there's this one really fascinating, really cool idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, so you have a 10-year gap, pretty much, Maybe it's a 12, I'm sorry, 10 year. I was going to say 10 month. I think it's 12 month gap between kids in uh, a grade. Like, let's say fourth grade. There's like, if you're, hey, Drake, come on. Um, there's a cutoff date. If you're born at, like, before August 15th, you're in second grade. If you're born after, you're, um, you're in the other grade. So that means you can have, come on, dude. You can have a kid that's 10 months older, or I guess 12 months older than another kid that means he's hitting puberty first he he's gonna have some sort of <laughs> it's it, a well, huge difference let's think about it. that's yeah, a big difference a especially difference. when it's so um when you're growing up right and like yeah, the acceleration right. of growth is so much more quick so that kid is a little older so maybe he hits puberty and starts getting a little more muscle mass before this other kid that means he's gonna get picked first by all the other kids that means yeah. the coaches are gonna give they'd be like oh this kid He's natural. He's got it. No, yeah. he's just a little older and he just grew. And so he gets special attention. And that just builds upon itself over the years. And that kid's going to be just better than better. the other kid in several several departments. And so he he like proved this. He's, he looked at the ages of all the pro hockey players in Canada. He did like a mm. huge study. And it's like 80% of them, 90% of them were born in January. And like the cutoff date in Canada is like in January. And he kind of goes through all this stuff. Interesting. But like you can get a you can get a huge leg up yeah. on someone who's this, excuse me I'm gonna let this fucking dog out I don't know if you can hear this dog <laughs> growling in the background thinks he's hot shit I'm gonna go beat him in the backyard. <laughs> oh man, yeah I, but I also wonder. Uh, well, I mean that statistic it just doesn't lie. But I wonder about the kids that are not in that 89 percent who may be born towards the end of that cycle who because who maybe weren't as let's put it in quotes naturally gifted let's say even though we haven't really defined what that is but made it to that level because they felt within themselves they had to work even harder because they were 10 months behind mm. you know what i mean they were like okay i'm not as gifted or i'm not as uh, uh evolved yet let's say as 
Jimmy, who's 10 months older than I am. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. So to play this game, what do I need to be really good at? Mm. What do I need to be able to do better than him so that I can still compete at this level? Yeah, and I and think then, that, you know, maybe I think they that, make it that would account they for a min- the minority of yeah. people who did make it. But like, I don't know, I feel like yeah, once the competition gets bigger from, from Jimmy's standpoint, he's going to work harder as well to just be the best. So you think yeah. that little bitty advantage in the beginning is what is the difference? I don't think it's the difference, but I think it's a difference, a difference for sure, as is evidenced by the fact that all the fucking hockey players in Canada were born in January. And so the point that you're getting at is that they were on that cutoff, so they were the older students, and they were maybe mm-hmm. more developed, and they got more attention and stuff like that? And it makes me want to take into account when the cutoff date is for the grammar schools of wherever I plan on living. When you when plant I, your seed. When I, <laughs> when I, when I so drink my- the magical fruit <laughs> of my wife's loins. <laughs> Insemination. <laughs> but not kidding. <laughs> look, look, babe, you want to have kids? Yeah, Max, you're yeah. so sweet to me and like, I love you. <laughs> All right, well, it's nine months till the cutoff date. <laughs> How about this year? No, I'm not ready. All right. What about next year? Yeah. Okay, you can bang me then. Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to take that into account. I mean, that is some hard... Data. Yeah, it is. Right? Were y'all um, in the same grade as everybody else your age? Are you old for your grade? Well, what's your crazy grade would be? Yeah, I'm super and young. And what brought this up for me okay. was Mullins. Mullins is kind of counter to this previous argument. He's a February guy. Mm. And our cutoff is August. So he's like middle of the pack. Yeah. If not younger than most. So was he born with natural talent? Yeah. And can we define what that is? It's just like an, an aptitude... Dude, I don't know. I would have to say so, man. There's just people what who have it? just natural abilities. Are his man. parents uh, athletic? No. Hmm. Were they? Were they when they were but younger were they, though? Yeah. I don't know. That's. I think it's maybe. Maybe they definitely. They have like they produce healthy looking children. I will say that. I don't know. Andrew got kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> children, children, not not uh, not adults. Adults. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, okay. Well, yeah. Andrew was Gatorade soccer player. Of the yeah, year. dude. I mean, he was his beast. older brother. He yeah. was beast. They were both Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. That's a, that's a proud family. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get Patrick on the podcast, but he was like sheepish about. I mean, because he's a fucking high-profile media figure, so like they have to be careful about what they say and stuff. Yeah. And he didn't want to like be speaking on controversial issues as he <laughs> imagined I would bring up. Bring up, yeah. Put him in that position. But no, I, I'm gonna get him on because just hearing. So it was Sean. To say that sentence, it was Sean, he, and I. That sounds so stupid, but that's grammatically correct. Anyway, we were out to dinner, we were getting drinks, and dude, he's talking about he can hear if a pass is going to be good or not yeah. by the sound that the cleat makes on the kick when he's not even looking. Like, he was just getting into his like in depth soccer this was Sean? stuff. This was Patrick Mullins, pro soccer player, talking about how he can just hear. He doesn't even have to look at the pass because he knows where it's going to go. Because, I mean, he's a pro soccer player. And when you get to that level, the chemistry. Just do that, yeah. That's just how it fucking goes, I guess. <laughs> and he could, he was talking about just very cool minutia of the game. I, I really want to get him on here um, and ask him, hey, what's your secret? I mean, what would he say? Just like the most humble, oh, like work hard. But <laughs> yeah. no, like he had a leg no, up. I'm a, I'm a fucking beast. I've always been a fucking beast. <laughs> <laughs> just there, he had a leg up. Yeah. And that's just how life works, I guess. Well, that brings up the question of if somebody's not naturally gifted, can they 
get to that same talent level or status or whatever, you know? Because some, yeah. it's a tough one. Because Not in everything. Some people are never going to be able yeah. to dunk a basketball. Right. I was going to go there. Yeah. But now you beef. You will, will get there. I will fucking I get there. I'm, I'm getting there, dude. Good, man. My hops are, are bang. You, that's my new exercise goal to be able to slam dunk on 10 feet. Really? But that's never here nor there. <laughs> that's a good goal, though. It's pretty specific. I love it. You know? No, it's exactly what I need. a timeline? When are you going to It's definitely hit? a basketball goal. You know, goal. I didn't give it a timeline. I should. Um, but it's like, I just need to put more mass and strength in my legs, and as is evidenced by the cute dudes combine, which I also <laughs> wanted to talk about. We're talking to the two top first and second place finishers of the most athletic high stakes event in the greater New Orleans area. And maybe all of the Southeast, <laughs> perhaps the whole world. <laughs> Definitely in our immediate friend group. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying, I just, I like fucking running and jumping high. Especially so I can just do like wacky, hilarious stunts so that I can put them on camera and sell a product with them and there you go. make a million dollars. But can people who aren't naturally gifted in a certain area rise to the top? Yes, but you're the minority there. And like you got to kind of play your odds and realize like, am I going to be an NBA player or... Maybe something else involving that sport. Or... Well, because isn't everyone good at something? Yeah, I don't. Well, you, you can't be the best without having a gift in at least one area that is a major relevant yeah. to that particular thing. Like you might not be because it's competitive. Have, yeah, you might not have the natural uh, neural connections or whatever you want, how you want to define it, to have the best hand-eye coordination in the world. But maybe you have a really good intrinsic motivation. And so you are willing to work super hard to get your place to, to a level where it's competitive at the top. So yeah. maybe that's the natural gift. Like some people are just, right. like are Drew Brees. just naturally hard workers, like are willing to do more reps than the other person. Right. So because well, I, I bring that up because I'm torn as well. You know, there's that whole basketball analogy. Like, I don't care if you shoot free throws every day for all, you know, you're never going to be whoever, LeBron James, mm. whatever. But then I'm torn because one of the books I just read, the one thing hit one of his statements was, basically comparing discipline and hard work to talent. And at least this author's take on it, I think the quote was, time over time beats talent every time. Now, that's controversial. Interesting. So what that basically means is if you put in the time over a long period of time, that will, in his opinion, beat talent every time. Right, but what about talent plus time over time? Well, then you get the best LeBron, in the world. LeBron uh-huh. is playing, is yeah. shooting free throws every sure, day, yeah. and working on this. It's like, I mean, it's like fine. It's like attributes based sports. Like, yeah, if you're Roy Jones Jr., you're the fucking freakiest athlete. Or I'll use a better example, like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was always going to be a pro basketball player. Yeah. Have you probably. seen him shoot free throws? Have you seen Shaq <laughs> shoot free throws? They're not good at basketball. They're just giant gorillas. <laughs> 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 Come on, that's not racist. I love both of them, and they're, but they we're all gorillas. Anyway, they're they're freaks of nature. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. <laughs> Yikes, beef! <But laughs> they're amazingly gifted, hilarious, wonderful dudes. Yeah, they who are. are seven foot two. With Shaq's got a size twenty two foot or something. They're not good at basketball. They can't like like Dwight Howard got Defensive Player of the Year because yeah. he's got eight feet of wingspan, yeah. right? Like. <laughs> You can't beat Dwight Howard in defense if you're if you're like anything less than anything more than six inches shorter than him. It's just kind of not how it's going to go. So like, what if Dwight Howard puts in the work as well? Right. It's like that's a good question. Then yeah, then you're fucked. And 
<laughs> well, then that person, I think that's what, that person becomes the best in the world. Right. Like, whenever they're, I mean, because at the top level, pretty much, they're all working. Of course, I mean, you have freaks and all that stuff, but they're all working just as hard as one another mm-hmm. most of the time because they're, in, like, intrinsically motivated. You don't really get to that level unless you care, like, unless you just give a shit about being the best right. a lot of the time. Um, and so those people, yeah, they, they put in the reps and they have the mm-hmm. natural ability to just kill, you know? I hope everybody's good at something. I guess not everyone can be the best at something. I don't know. You can combine things, though, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. I think a lot of that comes down to um, spending time in various interests and just seeing, put the time in on whatever it is, see if, you know, does this click? Do I like doing this? Am I good at it? If, you know, give it the time it needs, and then if not, maybe move on to something else. Yeah, because what, do you have to be the best? You don't have to be the, dude, to make a, li- are you talking about making a living or just enjoying? What about just loving your life? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you can play basketball if you love to play basketball. Maybe you can't, like, pay for your family's education and shit by doing that, but, like, no, you don't have to be the, you have to be the best to, like, well, why do you have to be the best? Why? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It just makes you think about playing you in tennis and getting my ass beat and just want to, just, I just want to get better at tennis to beat you. <laughs> well, it's good because competition yeah. drives. But it's not like, but I don't want to like, I don't want to beat Roger Federer. I want to uh, beat beef. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. But, uh, but I don't know. Why do you want to be the best? Is that what you're asking? Why do you? Do you think you need to be the best? Like, I was asking, because I was feeling be bad for people who just aren't good at stuff or haven't found what they're mm-hmm. great at yet. Yeah. But you don't need to be the best. I'm kind of, honestly, this is me yeah. just freestyling. A lot it, of my thoughts I, on, I, I get as I'm just talking them out. So, like, good. I'm just kind of freestyling here. But I think, think it depends on the end goal. Is the end goal happiness, joy? Is the end goal to it's probably create a, good one. a sustainable living? Off also, of it, also if, if you want to create a living, you need to be pretty dang good at whatever it is. Yeah. If so it's that just you to can, enjoy huh. it, I mean, you can be mediocre at basketball and still love going to play with the guys, you know? Yeah. Maybe, at least, maybe that's one angle. What's What's the goal of it, of the activity? comes down to goals and direction, <clears throat> right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, that's like when human beings become happiest is like, Goal setting and achieving. It's just like we have reward systems set up to where that's like the most pleasurable response. And I'm kind of butchering that, but that's kind of the. I mean, you could speak to that. Obviously, you're a huge fan of goals. <laughs> <laughs> this guy loves goals. Of no, you do. And I think that's great, man. I do. Yeah, that's the thing. Really and like, not even getting the goal, but just working at the goal. That's, that's the like, fun part. That's the that's the fun, right? It should be. It's easy right. to. Um, to make the end goal be the like end all be all, but that can quickly rob you of the joy if you're not making enough progress or whatever. That can really throw you off. But if it, if the goal if the joy you get is just from working towards it, well, whatever that thing is you're doing, that's gonna give you a lot of joy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And it's about rec- I think it's about recognizing that too. There's a lot of people like. I mean, I don't know if this is an actual quote, but it's like, enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. You know, they just say enjoy the process because like it, that really is like, um, who was it? It's, uh, 
I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, like if you think about it, whenever you get to that final goal, it's like it's a singular moment, you know, or it right. could be, it could like, be a singular moment. Yeah, it could be, it could be a, a one race, it could be one paper, it could be one movie or whatever it is that, you slam know. Slam dunk. Yeah, slam dunk that your project is. Like that's one moment, maybe it lasts five seconds, maybe it lasts an hour, but the amount of work that it took to get to that five seconds or hour, phew, days and days and days and days for most people to really get to something that they're working super hard at. Mm -hmm. So you can either be miserable for days and days and days and days and then enjoy five minutes or you can enjoy the whole process and say, wow, this five minutes is also really dope. But if you're just miserable for the whole time you're trying to do it, like the odds of you making it to that goal are probably less and then the odds of you actually like going after another goal like that are probably less because you didn't enjoy mm -hmm. the majority of the time that you spent really making that thing happen. Dude, LeBron is back in the gym. He fucking loves basketball. Five days after he wins his second championship. Yeah. You know, like... That's so cool, man. That's so badass, cool, yeah. Do you think he enjoyed the champ, you know, winning, though? Or did he, was it just like... Probably not as much as, belt? He, as he enjoyed getting there. Yeah. Which Maybe. is what you should do. Yeah. Like, don't attach yourself to an outcome like that. Enjoy the process. No, I, I, I agree. And it all kind of ties into the arbitrary nature of existence, maybe? <laughs> because, like... You set a goal, and then you get there, and now it's like, now what? Now what do I do? Yeah. So it's like, just fucking set a goal and go after it, and don't think about it too much. You can, um, you can I don't know. Yeah. You, you, can, you can alternate the areas of life that the goal is in, though. Boom. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, really? Would do that with his virtues. Ooh. He would set like a weekly guy. virtue goal. You like Benjamin Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben Frank guy. Me too. And you know, I feel like I know Ben Franklin because of his music. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I interrupted you there. <laughs> no, that's good. That's hysterical. Well, because one of my uh, friends recently came up to me and he was like, what do you, and he stumped me. He said, what do you do when you attain a super big goal and then you've got it and now you're like, I don't know what to do. And I didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't really know. That's a good question. Like, what happens when you do get that? But then over time, I've thought about it, thought about it, and I guess the best answer I have is set another goal, but maybe in a different area of life, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe you just nailed some business goal and you're like, hell yeah, like got X number of clients. You could build upon that or you could move it to something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, I don't know, reading, uh, maybe flexibility. something you're bad at. Sure. That was something that's been really important like when I've been listening to you about like wellness and, and working out and stuff. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can keep working on your traps because you have dope traps. And yeah. Like, but, but it's like, if you're doing calves. that at the neglect of <laughs> like, like your other yeah. parts of your body that are underdeveloped, like, what are you doing? Like, that's silly. Yeah. And it's the overall thing. Like, you want to be a well-balanced kind of total guy. So, like, don't just fucking do bench press for Every, 10 years. <laughs> everybody wants to do what they're good at. Yeah. Because it's like, it's... It's, it's more fun to not struggle and to like and to just do what you're really good at. Like if you're good at pull-ups, you want to do pull-ups because yeah. you're good at them and it makes you feel better about yourself to do something that you're good at. And it doesn't make you, depends on your perspective, of course, feel good to really struggle at something. Yeah. And so it's very, yeah, of course, it's super easy to do that. Like it's, um, I mean, that's just, you know. I mean, and just look just at the all the guys go. with like the huge butt. And dude, I notice this now. Yeah. Every guy looks like this hunched over oh, with, for sure, man. Like, give me a little bit of a description what, what do you look like anyway? so everyone 
I, can't, I always forget take, if it's Take like, your shoulders and try to get them to touch in front of you. Yeah, and then flex your biceps. <laughs> and then flex your biceps. That's what every dude looks it like. It looks like and you're holding like, what like I thought, a beach ball. Yeah, that's what I thought like you want to do. But now it's like, no, what about your back? What about yeah. your, like, you want to look like a warrior. You got to have your fucking shoulders back. You got to be yoked up like this. I, do, I just look around and every classical guy who likes working out, it's just it doing like chest that, yeah. and biceps and stuff. They and it's ignore like, the back half of their Back half and lower half of their body. <laughs> they're hitting one quadrant. <laughs> yeah, they're hitting, that is they're hitting one quadrant their leg in their like body. This fucking small, yeah. and so are mine, but like. <laughs> well, the calf is a hard muscle to fucking change. Dude, I'm muscle. on a calf journey, man. I've been on this journey for years. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was on one, but then I realized that that's not really going to help me jump higher anyway. Like, look might. at LeBron James's calf. Yeah, dude. you're right. Look at Kevin Durant's calf. It calves. could still help, though, I right? Was, so That's I, a good question. Yeah. I heard something recently that uh, I hadn't heard before. Um, so if you ever have noticed, like, of course, genetics and uh, ancestral history comes large, largely into play for the sports that people are going to be predominantly good at. How many people that are black are in the 100-meter sprinting finals? How many people are black in the 100-meter swimming finals? How many black people are in the whatever event? I mean, white, like, there's a, very, there's a large uh, natural discrepancy between what people are going to be good at. Apparently, this is something I heard, is the calcaneus bone, which is the everyone's heel bone, they know that, is slightly longer in black people, which gives them a greater... Africans, let's say. Okay, in African people. Gives them a greater lever arm for their calf and their lower limb to work from, which makes them faster in ability to produce more force quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Just heard that. Don't know if it's true or not, but it came from somebody that I trust, their, their, uh, their word, and it sounds like it might be a true thing. <laughs> so it gives it gives like your uh, your Achilles tendon. It has a longer attachment and affecting uh, your the plantar side of your foot, which gives you like like you just said a longer lever arm for your physics to produce more force. I didn't say you said that. Oh. Was a very smart, well informed thing to say. <laughs> so I know what it's saying. Uh, but yeah, so isn't that interesting? That is so interesting. I wonder if that plays in. My dad told me once that he like read some article that, and I don't know how politically correct this is, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but it's like part of like when just thousands of years ago when because everyone's from Africa right aren't there a lot I think everyone's from one particular like one mega like mega continent I want to say a, a thing right I don't, I don't know two. shit about there's that there's different schools of thought I want to say but like I think some people some scientists posit that everyone comes from Africa and I think some say there's like an Asian thing like an epicenter as well mm. I don't know, but anyway, back in Africa when there were just mating rituals going on, there would be a big fire, a big, big fire, and the women would sit around the fire, and the men would just be like dancing and and just like jumping up high and like going crazy, Yeah. and the women would select the guys who could jump the highest. That's cool. That's a thing, right? (laughs) Women are so strange. Is that why you're working on the jumps, bro? Isn't everything about Whoa. sex? I guess oh, maybe we need to I don't think I so. Don't know. I want to say I'm working on the jumps because, like I said earlier, like I can benefit athletically from putting mass on my legs, my lower half. I can get a lot stronger there. Plus, you can make a lot more funny stuff if you can jump high. Why? You have more time in the air to. Uh, it's more visually exciting. 
for example, one of my goals is to be able to run and jump on top of a vending machine. And this kind of plays into some video I want to make where like a guy's running away and he runs and jumps on top of a vending machine. And I just kind of love explosive athletic <laughs> movements in the pursuit of comedy. That's like my thing. So <laughs> that is your thesis statement. That's, <laughs> a, that's my mission statement. That's a good like tagline. Like that's yeah. I haven't really heard that before. I've tried. That's kind of where, I'm, where so I've landed. Repeat, 25 it, years repeat later. it again. Complex athletic movements in the pursuit of comedy. Damn. That's yeah, that's good. sick. That's, I mean, that's a niche right there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of my just like my my mantra, I guess, because um, I just love comedy and and athletic sports and stuff, right? So I'm kind of just trying to is most of them, anyway. Is most of the stuff you film uh, at in com- comedic not stuff? enough, but comedic? I want it. Oh, well, I do mostly comedic stuff. Yeah, here I'm gonna let this fucking dog in one second. Definitely all comedy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear more about. That would be um, an interesting thing to try to do—to like sit down and write a, uh, a like a self a self mission statement. Dude, I've been trying. I'm working on it as well. Really? It's a tough thing. Yeah, it's super hard because also you become really self-critical too. It's like, ah, oh, is this what I really want to do? Sure. Yeah. If you can get, and I don't even think you have to nail it, but just the process of doing it's really good for you. Yeah. Um, but if you can nail it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, now you have like a guiding light as to like do all your actions align with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, there's another great book called The Master Keys, The Master Key to Riches, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, you love Napoleon Hill, dude. I, dude, I would put Napoleon Hill before. I just, um, I, just I just finished Thinking Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I know it's a classic. I just never got to it, and so one day I was like, you know what, time to get it, and that dropped some knowledge on me. So what is dude, this one? The Master Key to Riches. It's bomb. And so it's like <laughs> there's just rules, and like one of the big rules is to just have that kind of overarching yep. super theme. And you're supposed to like write it down. You're supposed to say it to yourself every day. Can I, yeah. can I get, can I tell <laughs> after I read this book, I still do that. Like I wrote it down and like, yeah. Put I'm, it everywhere in your house. I have it written down. I'm, yeah. And it, it changes over time, and I'm working on it. But yeah. I did, I've, I'm trying to do that. Dude, I think it's. I think there's something to it for you, sure. You this guy's brilliant. This is kind of a crazy thing. Um, Jim Carrey. Have you all heard this story? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I don't know. And I might, maybe. Yes, I'll... I know everything about Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, said, you, said, you said Jim Carrey, and I just went, mm, yes. Yeah, Jim yeah, Carrey, totally. Jim Carrey, indeed, totally. of course. Yes, indeed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. He is the man. Cut. Talk about complex athletic movements in the pursuit of comedy. One of the mo- one of the greatest slapstick comedians of all time. Huge. Jim yeah. No, totally. And maybe I'll mess up the details of this, but something along the, there's an interview on YouTube, you can find it, it's him, who will tell the story. Something along the lines of when he knew he wanted to be an actor or comedian, um, at the time he was struggling, he was broke, he was, you know, just whatever, and he took a check, and I think he wrote himself a check for like $4 million, or something like that, right? Maybe, I, I'm not, I'm not, the number is super high, crazy, maybe it's not four, it's, it's around there. And he wrote it to himself. He kept that. Che- he dated it. He kept that check in his wallet for like years, telling himself like, "One day I will get this amount of money for for acting or whatever." And he basically said, "I think the movie was Dumb and Dumber." Again, I don't know the details, but he he landed one of his first major deals, and it was four million dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> like a couple, like four or five Dude, years later. There's That's something to that to to bring things from. Whatever world they're coming from, like when you, where does an idea come from, right? It's a different realm, right? And you yeah. have to, if you verbalize it, you bring it into this world. Yeah, you make ideas, it real, dude. Ideas you do. are things. You make it real. Napoleon Hill blew my mind. The whole Think and Grow Rich book, which might be similar to the Master Key to Riches, it might be similar themes. You know, a lot of it is um, 
maybe a little over the top, like like I don't know. I'm a I'm not a huge law of attraction guy, but his 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 whole thing about ideas blew my mind. He think of like any huge company, huge movement. Um, we can take you know what was it Carnegie with the steel and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know. So this this goes it's like basically. Carnegie is writing this book. It's like okay. all the things that Carnegie oh, told wow. his assistant. Um, forget his name, but it's like basically that's who's dictating all the shit behind this. He's a, I know he's a big Carnegie guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I definitely have to read that then because that's... Two. Yeah. Well, basically, his whole thing was that all these huge movements, all these huge companies, they started off as literally a flash of a tiny little idea in one person's brain. I'm talking yeah. like... I'm talking just like a little millisecond of just like in and out... But these people, maybe they, it happened again, or maybe they, they, they didn't just blow it off and they like they stood with it for a second. Like, wait, what was that? That was an interesting idea. And they fed it and they kept, they kept thinking about it. Maybe they wrote it down, whatever. But it was literally just like a, like a nothing and a little bitty flash in one person's brain that he decided to like feed that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it ended up being like Boom. this huge thing. Yeah. That's a crazy thought. It was a really, yeah, it was a really badass from... podcast. You actually got me onto a jam uh, that... Um, how I Built This by NPR. Super cool. Have you heard about that one? Mm-mm. No? Oh, man, you'd really love it. Uh, especially as you try to, like, really try to build Snuggly Dragon out. It's just uh, it's just cool to hear other people who, in their Success own, stories, what in their own way, who have done, like, what you're kind of trying to do in your own field, you know? But um, Whatever, when, where we all are. Yeah. Right? We're trying to succeed. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, man. So they just, they, it's literally just, like, the one I just listened to the most recently uh, was the Airbnb one. Oh, and God. dude, it's just like hearing this guy talk about it. You're, like you see it now. It's like Airbnb. Like I was just in Montreal, stayed in Airbnb, and it's like, wow, okay, totally, it's a part of my life now. Mm-hmm. But five years ago, whatever the company was made, it didn't exist, and people thought these dudes were crazy for trying to build this company. And what happened was, it's like there was a, and like Jan, I won't tell the full story because it's really good to listen to him say it. But there was like a business conference somewhere, and they had run out of hotel rooms in the area, and they just said. I'll contact some people who are trying to stay at this conference and say they can stay at our place. Huh, why don't we do this for all business conferences? Huh, why don't we do this for everyone? And then just (laughs) boom, right there, they turn this like $200 profit that they made from one little night into the one of the biggest companies, more, more rooms for Airbnb than every hotel chain in the world combined. Isn't that insane? That's, and it was just that's it, brilliant. That's and it's just like one little uh, boop. That was, it was pretty controversial. So incredible, man. It was super controversial. Yeah. yeah. Well, because why? Because there are structures in, inherent with power that don't want any competition because they'll have to remodel their whole business, right? But here comes this new genius idea. I mean, that's why taxicabs hate Uber, right? Sure. It's like yeah. disruption. Yeah. But it's also, though, just on the personal level of like people being like, I don't want a stranger in my house. Like they had to yeah. jump over that hurdle. That's a hurdle. Which is a problem, yeah. which is. Which is a reason I love Airbnb because not only is it smart and like an effective like marketing tool and stuff, but it it like builds relationships and brings yeah. people close together, and it's grounded in this kind of love I and think. trust. And yeah. trust, which is there's a good yeah. goddamn stepping stone <laughs> for your building to be built upon. Yeah, you're ah. showing you're showing your most intimate spaces to a complete and total stranger, which was before Airbnb like really made it happen. I think in Europe it's a little bit more uh, acceptable or culturally, you know, normal to let that happen. But um, but at least here, man, in the it, West, just, it's not it just wasn't at all. Like uh, you're showing someone literally a picture of your front door, where you live, and inside oh. your house, where your kitchen is. Like, oh yeah, here are the towels. Here's this. I'm gonna go to sleep in my room 
right over there. I'm going to be in the same house as someone I've never met before. And it's just like you think about it in that way. It's like, yeah, this is crazy. But then you just go stay in an Airbnb and it's fucking awesome. It's yeah. so much better than a hotel or in any other way, in every Breaking way. Breaking down barriers between people. Because yeah. we're so worried about like stranger danger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for so long, it's always been like a custom of, I guess you're right, more Eastern traditions to have a guest room just that's like kind yeah. of a no-brainer, duh. And that's making the world a better place. For sure. It's making people connect, you know? It's just super cool that these guys saw the vision. They were, they saw straight through all that. Yeah. And they then they had to convince other people <laughs> and get, you know? Right. Yeah, dude. You got, like, I would recommend everyone go listen to that podcast, like, Every single episode is yeah fucking awesome. What's uh, what are some awesome. runners up for you that you love? Uh, I really loved the Spanx. The Spanx was awesome, dude. This awesome. lady, cool. this dude, this lady, fucking like you've heard the the phrase pounding the pavement. Uh-huh. This lady fucking pounded the pavement until she just like beat it into oblivion. She said, "Pavement, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna pound you like I'm just gonna pound you. Yeah, I'm just gonna pound it, dude." She worked so hard. She, she worked so so hard. And now she's a fucking billionaire, and it's awesome. And she still seems like a totally normal, cool, great person. And she, dude, yeah, and bless her. Spanx, that makes dude. And it's like I'm not interested too. in Spanx. I don't wear Spanx. I'm not a lady I'm who wears Spanx. In Spanx. <laughs> I'm thinking about your girlfriend wearing Spanx. Oh <laughs> uh, man, love you, Sam. But uh, but yeah, and it's just like uh, it's just an amazing, amazing story. And then also the uh, Samuel Adams guy. Like he, his, his dad, his dad was a, uh, was a brewmaster and taught him how to make the beer that his dad had like perfected. Mm-hmm. And so he made it and then he had, you know, uh, a 12 pack of it and he would go from bar to bar to Talk bar to bar in Boston and be like, Hey, I have this beer. Do you want to try it? Like, yeah, yeah, I'll try it. He'd be like, okay, good. Here it is. And he poured them a bar. Like he poured them a glass of it mm-hmm. at their bar. And he would just like he just walked from place like dude just fucking sounds like pursuit of happiness guy yeah dude, I mean he it? just yeah like literally and it's just uh, it's just crazy it's cool to hear that man because it's just people who have a whether you call it, call it a vision or a dream or a goal or a purpose or a whatever and they just fucking go for it and they commit themselves to it and they pour themselves go completely the into mile. it yeah and it's just like that is when I think like the best part of humanity comes out is whenever people are doing that. What when you're that driven? When you're when you're just pers- when you're just pursuing something that you think uh, is like right for you, is meant for you, is like what you're supposed. When you have that sense of purpose, when no one's telling you to do this, when no one's when telling, telling you to do it. Yeah, they might, they might be telling you don't do that. Whoa, totally. Whoa, <laughs> they very often are too. I'm sure. Oh, you want to start a brewery, dude? There's like ten thousand. What's gonna make you different? Bro? Yeah, what's gonna make you different? Oh, Airbnb, dude. I don't want anybody staying in my house. Like there's Uber, come on. There's cab services in every city. Like, stupidest idea I've ever heard, bro. Laughing all the way to the bank. Seriously, <laughs> man. But it's cool to hear people who like they also struggled too. Like you hear their ideas now, and like uh, you think about. I mean, you think about life without Uber. Almost impossible to think about life without Uber. Seriously, like, Fuck I, it. yeah, I was at, I was in the airport and Dude, I you used to have to take taxis. Like, cool. United Cab five zero four five two two nine seven seven one. I still have it, like, because I had to call it every single day. And uh, <sighs> yeah, man. And so, like, if you try to think about life without Uber now, but there was serious times where like they were that close, and they still fucking made it. It's so cool, man. It's so cool. Wow. Yeah. And then you think about that, and it's like, well, what the hell are we gonna do? We're going to come up, <laughs> dude, we're going to do what we freaking love to do, which I think we're already kind of all on the path towards doing. Yeah. 
multiply by helping people and times a smile <laughs> to the to the smile of power yeah i'm just oh, i'm remembering all these like tenets of this book it's so good it's like a, ma- a definite major purpose that's kind of like the thesis thing we're talking about it's yeah. like something it's like what do i want to do with this life and the book's like we can't tell you what it should be but we can tell you you got to find one and once you do you're on a path you're you're on the way definite major purpose positive mental attitude right obviously just stoicism turning obstacles into solutions and and being creative with problem solving and realizing that like there's no such thing as as like bad yeah that that's bad is just the absence Perception. of good bad is just good that has been taken away and now you need to get back to zero. it's like there's no such thing as cold right it's just heat like there's no actual measurement for cold it's just lack that's of that's negative heat yeah. right yeah positive mental attitude um go the extra mile you gotta go the extra goddamn mile. Maybe the other guy's seven feet tall, but like, if you're working hard, how else are you gonna be able to be him? You just gotta work harder than he does, right? Yeah. Another really cool thing, which I love about this podcast, is create a brain trust because you have access to infinite intelligence. Mm. I'm like a relatively smart guy, let's say. I'm like doing my own thing. You're like, beast, yeah, I can dude. come up with ideas. But like, if I connect with you and you, that mean and like you guys trust me and we build a bond. That means I have, I have access to any idea you could ever have. And what were we just talking about? Ideas are the thing that becomes this fucking CEO level Uber Airbnb, yeah. right? So I I can pick y'all's brains about stuff. And you so like maybe I'm smart. I'm not even nearly as smart or funny as as the three of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like make a brain trust. Get like-minded people, smart people, driven people that are in your same camp. Like, you you have access to infinite intelligence, and that's and again, these are not my quotes. These are all Napoleon Hill and stuff. Um, beef original, beef original, grass-fed beef. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everyone should read it. Honestly, it goes into like it talks about faith and stuff, kind of like believing. I think visualizing what we were talking about, making it into your reality, and it talks about how like money is like number 12 on the, the list of like riches mm. like in in prioritized order like money is number 12 yeah everything pr- else it's like gratitude yeah. and, and you know helping people and stuff so we figured it out there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome world <laughs> you're welcome oh, that'll God. be free yeah Jesus. I kind of, I kind of I really liked that you said the thing about the brain trust mm. I've been toying with this idea and I haven't really like tried to bring it into a real thing yet but i've been wondering about trying to make some sort of mastermind group of keep you gotta keep it somewhat small you can't have 20 people it just gets hectic but i'm thinking i guess 20 times infinity is still infinity right so Mm -hmm. maybe 10 times infinity is a little better (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking you have five people and they could be in different industries doesn't matter but you know you meet regularly Maybe once a month, you know, not something weekly that's like two over the top. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe whatever it's an hour meeting, and this meeting will you'll you'll do a five minute overview of how everybody's thing is going, mm-hmm. and then somebody's on the hot seat for that session. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh. all right, tell me, like, what are you working on? How's it going? What are the pitfalls? Put, you Why know, are you failing? He says all that honestly. Uh-huh. You know, there has to be trust. You have to be honest. You have to be vulnerable. Like nobody wants to say, "Oh, I suck. I had you know two subscribers in a month." But you know what? Yeah. You, know, you got to just go. For, you have to say that because then you're gonna get four people's brains combining, saying, "From our view, maybe, maybe you should do this." Yeah, 
And you might not ever even see that just thinking about it yourself. You may never get, you might, but then these people might see it instantly. Dude, you totally need to do this. How much easier is it to solve someone else's problem than your <laughs> own, right? It's like you see, easier. oh, yeah. well, here's the problem. The relationship with your mother is coming. And like, <laughs> when you're involved in that, you're like, you don't even think about it. Yeah, totally don't at all. Or maybe you, maybe you kind of know the solution, but you almost trick yourself like, no, nah, like this can't be the thing I need to do. Yeah. But the other people can be like, dude, you totally have to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. are you yeah. serious? And if you can just be egoless and not That's a big deal, and not like be like, no, like, no, like, I'm good. It's like, yeah. dude. Well, actually, so now I'm doing this as it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'm good. Chest <laughs> muscles, biceps. That's one of Jocko Willings' things. I was going to do an MFK with you guys with like Tim Ferriss, Jocko Willings, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Some other. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I couldn't kill Jocko because it's probably impossible. That's a good. Uh, good I, oh, I would definitely marry Joe. Uh, yep. 100% marry Joe Rogan. I would marry beast. Joe Rogan. Tim Ferriss is a little too annoying to marry. Um, and because I can't kill Jocko, I. I think if I tried to kill Jocko, he would just look me in the eyes and I would drop whatever weapon I had. That like so normally I'd be like, bullshit, like that come on, that's a lame answer, but like that's about as as yes as it gets. Yeah. Uh so I would kill Tim Ferris. (laughs) (laughs) No no, he would fuck you. (laughs) Jocko would yeah. Would end me, I think. (laughs) But I would definitely kill Tim Ferris, marry Joe Rogan, and uh yeah, the other one to Jocko. And just get it by Jocko. <laughs> I think I'm with you. Dude, I met Jocko in this shirt. Really? Have you washed very, it? Very shirt. Never washed it. <laughs> Never gonna wash it. Still the same again. sweat marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so that was kind of I don't know. I've just teased it. I haven't really made it a thing yet. Dude, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it sounds. I, just, I mean, that's what fucking friendship is, I guess. Kind of, but a little bit more. Structure. A little bit more professionally driven, maybe. Huh. A little bit. Dude. I mean, obviously, there's going to be humor and people are going to be getting along, but it's interesting. Us three right here, we're in three different industries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like there's a conflict of interest. Nobody's stepping on my toes. So true. Nobody's going to be holding back and be like, well, I don't want to tell him this because he's going to blow it up. And, and then you know, I won't be able to no, get totally to it. Do. And, huh. Interdisciplinary brain trust. Maybe. Yeah. That's fucking... I would like to start one of those. <laughs> I mean, we already have. Welcome one to of the those. first meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we are. We already have that. Yeah. Like if I ever kind of like had issue with what was going on in my life, I would ask you about it and you would give me honest feedback. But yeah. maybe structuring it to the point where. I, I think it's the I think lot. it's the accountability because like let's say let's pretend like the sessions for Jake he tells us you know he just got to new place like everything's going well maybe he needed X I don't know a couple more clients we have some ideas well maybe you could try this this and this. And he's like, I think that last idea is a really good one. We say, okay, you know, try to do that by next meeting. Mm-hmm. Next meeting comes around, his five-minute thing, Jake had a go, good or bad, he's honest, we tweak it, and then we move on, you know, to the next person. That's so, that so way, important. Because that way you know, like, damn, like in a month, like, they're going to ask me, you know, so I need to get on and do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did accountability, like you said. That's so deep. important, and that this kind of circles back to Drake, something the VH1 did like a sick <clears> – <throat> Uh, documentary kind of on like the very early stages of his career and something that really stuck out to me was how he still takes voice lessons you have oh, to think of cool. yourself that's as awesome. a student that's awesome because the minute you think of yourself as a master and you're perfect then you're you're gonna get murked you're but done. like if you're constantly trying to improve your craft yeah. and some great great quote he was like Denzel Washington still that's takes acting classes who's gonna teach Denzel Washington how to act <laughs> He's but he's gonna learn one little thing and that's what's going to keep him sharp. You sharpen the knife. You, no knife is going to stay 
the greatest fucking sharpest murderousest knife. Just to, to animals, not to humans. <laughs> Sharpen the knife. Don't yeah. don't think of yourself constantly. Think of yourself as a student. You need to like. There's no way you you're perfect. You have A pluses in every department. There's no way. Yeah. Dude, you're onto something here. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that you know you said brain trust. And I was like, dude, I, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be sick. What were the other ones? It was what was the first one? First, most important one, a definite major purpose. Yeah. Like a well-defined. Kind of like think, you're saying. I think that that's like, uh, when you said that, I'm, I'm, I had to ask you again to remind me exactly what you had said, but like, I think that's why it's so important to really like uh, find something that you are going after. Because I feel like so many people, like you said, what, that was number one, and then money was number 12. Mm-hmm. But if you ask someone why they're doing their job, it's like, uh, well, the pay is good. And it's just like, whoof, man. Yeah. I feel like that's why so many people uh, get so easily distracted by all the things that we have available as us to distract us is because they don't have that like definite purpose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think about um, just people who uh, – just the gossip that goes around or like the people who are always talking about this reality show or that reality show or this magazine or that magazine. It's like, if you don't, if you have a true purpose and you really have a goal that you're going for, you don't have time for that other shit. Like you just don't have time. Like the people who are really, really driven towards something are not watching crappy television are not watching crap. And they're not even talking about other, other people in that way. They're talking about what they're doing and what's relevant to their life. And that's why I like hanging out with people like y'all or like Rye Guy and Sean or and uh just a lot of our bros just because there's very little of that kind of talk mm-hmm. and there's more talk about okay, like what's the big idea? Like what are the what's the big stuff we're gonna talk about? I fucking love conversations like that because yeah. it's just like and I remember we had we had that talk on the lakefront, Jam, where we were talking about the kind of like pyramid of uh, conversation. Pyramid of conversation, where it's like at the bottom is things, right? That was the bottom. Things and people. People and things. People and things. And then the middle level was what was it? The bottom was people. The middle was things. Middle was things. And then the top was, was ideas. like ideas or purposes or you know, it's just like so. The levels of conversation when you go out to the bar and you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Oh, what's up, man? How are you doing? Like, uh, yeah, have you seen talk. this person? Have you like, what's up? Gossip. Like, yeah, kind of gossip. Joe like, Rogan doesn't small talk. He That's doesn't. a rule of his. He's, yeah. He just won't small talk. Yeah. Not even just on his podcast, but he's just like, I don't want to small talk people. Same with Russell Brand. I love Russell it's Brand. It's great. It's like, no, I want to ask you, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Do you think consciousness is a singularity? <laughs> like the yeah. big one, the phil- philosophical stuff. And people like make fun of me for like I wanting like to fucking I know, I love so that awesome though, stuff. man. Because that's, like, that's the like, that's what interests me. That's the real shit. And don't get me wrong, you definitely have to go through those layers. Uh, you can't just, or maybe you can, well, you I don't can't know. you can't start? You can't just that? start with that. Hey, I'm Jacob, sure, nice to meet you. Like, uh, do you think consciousness? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think happens when you die? But I think to like, after you work through those layers, like recognize that you've worked through them and then like think you really get to know a person whenever you get totally. to talk about those kind of questions. Even if you don't agree, you don't have to agree. I think that's the beauty of it. But right. just to just talk about it. And if you have a purpose and if you're thinking about that kind of stuff, you recognize how short-sighted gossip is and you just don't do it. But people who do it, I, I think they lack – okay, it's very like all my soapbox saying that. But I think they in a lot of ways lack a purpose. And I think it becomes very easy for them to take time to gossip because they don't see the, um, not the value, but they don't they don't have the perspective that this is a t- waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe that's a, a 
a flag, uh, a highlight. It's like if you're watching, if you're doing like mindless things, mm-hmm. like watching the All Bachelor. Because I think sometimes fucking you gotta but this yeah. guy right here. <laughs> Dude, the phone. Just, Jake brings up the fuck. phone. Dude, dude, that thing is That's like ruining. One, Not, I don't know. I just think it has. I think it has. This is just such a portal to infinity that you can either. But there's like two paths. I think on it. Right. There's one that is like kind of productive. I can search Google. What is the meaning of this or word? Or you can call me up and have a podcast and have a dope conversation. Yeah. Like this. And then the other one is like, you know, whatever. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram booty. Yeah. It's just a waste. Man, do you, you know, can I say something that like I recently did yes. that has to do with this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to like, please. I, you, I love that you brought up the phone thing because I've been struggling with that recently. So I like was like, let me figure this out and try to solve it. Yeah. And I haven't solved it completely, but I made some progress. I found an article and basically they did like a little bit of a research test. Um, they took like 95 people and they tested them over a period of time and they found that like on average, the people open their phones 76 times a day. 76. And that was That's the average wow. user. The high users were like 100 and something, 14, right? 76 times a day, if my math was right, it's like it's like every 14 minutes you're opening your phone, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I read that and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I dug deeper. Have you all heard of Cal Newport? Um, he's an author. I think I've heard that name. Yeah, he wrote um, Deep Work and So Good They Can't Ignore You. Yeah. Talking about just mastering your craft, basically. Mm-hmm. Deep Work is about diving into your craft without distractions. And he's got a little, um, maybe it's a TED Talk, it's a YouTube video about phones and how basically phones, you know, they give us like that little dopamine rush when we open them and when we get the notifications. And they're literally engineered by people. Who really smart people have come who, to, who used to who, they call them attention engineers they used to work in casinos and so oh, it's literally like yeah. how do we keep people's attention so think about it oh. I, did, I wrote a whole article on this basically the notifications pull you in right you get that red notification that ping and you're like I gotta so click good. on it it does dude it totally it's amazing. does amazing oh my god I have three notifications <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who's talking about me I wonder what's happening I wonder what I got tagged in this is gonna oh. be then you open it on Facebook it's like people's birthdays you're like damn it I get yeah. pissed fuck, so fuck, pissed fuck. cause the notifications used to be like alright this friend of yours did this to you it's like yeah. that's hilarious now it's like such bull because yeah man they're trying to get that red God damn it. I and love you just the little red get, numbers. You want to get it away. You want to <laughs> just get away, get it out of there, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. the other thing is, like, let's take Facebook and, and Instagram. There's no stopping points. With most other things, there's clear stopping points. Books have chapters. TVs have commercials. Dude, social media, it just goes. Have you ever been it on really scrolling? Does. And you're just like, you Holy might shit, even feel, you might that. even feel yourself being like, like, why am I doing this? I probably should stop. But you're just like, I just can't stop. Like, just, just no end. Because there's <laughs> yeah. no clear stopping point. They was, this is on shit. purpose. There Holy are smart shit. people, engineers, who are doing that just to make sure they hold our attention. That's how they make money from, from the attention in the ads, you know? Wow. It yeah, makes yeah. you kind of feel dumb now. I got super deep It doesn't make it. me feel dumb. It makes me feel like a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Hot I try, at least for Instagram, I'll try <laughs> if I get on it. Because I think there is some merit to Instagram, to social media, let's say. And so yeah, totally. part of my wake-up process, I wake up and I like to ease into my mornings, as you know. <laughs> you Sometimes mean into the that's everybody else's afternoon? afternoon. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I'm a 2 a.m., 10 p.m. sleeper kind of guy. And then I kind of like to kind of ease in. So I'll do my, my scrolls. And I try and do Instagram until where I left off, like before. But you are so right. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. Stop. Okay, okay, I gotta sure. stop. And like, I get this like anticipation, and that's like my 
my fucking, I guess, like, actual productivity guy being like, dude, you're getting, you're a slut. Like, you're just. <laughs> you're just literally scrolling. Oh, yeah, totally. That is diabolical. Dude, it's crazy. It well, the thing that's even worse is that um, at least the conclusion that Cal Newport made was that us constantly opening our phones, like, we're breaking up our attention. And by repeatedly breaking up your focus and your attention, you are creating a longer term, like, you're making it more difficult in the long term to focus for a long period of time. That makes mm. a lot of sense. Dude, yeah. I so I wrote an article on it, and then I did a two-week experiment where I only gave myself certain times of the day I'm allowed to use social media. Mm-hmm. I can only check my email, like, specific times of the day, and it was hard. Yeah. It was not – the very first morning I woke up, the very first morning, like, day one experiment, woke up, pulled out my phone, Instagram. I was like, damn, I realized it, and I put it away, but I was instantly just, you know, fail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then over time, you, I learned some very interesting things, but, I mean – it's it's it, that is a whole spiel. That's Go awesome. On. Yeah, Let's I was sail down there. I was just in uh, I was just in Canada and I didn't have an international plan, so it cost me like nine dollars a second to be on the internet, and so I could only get nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I could I could only hacking uh, it up. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a uh, accurate figure. That's not made up at all. But uh, but yeah, it would have been super expensive, and so I just could only like text or call or look at the look at any internet when I was on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and I was only on Wi-Fi like. Uh, very intermittent time. So I, I, I won't say I didn't have my phone, but I really didn't have a phone. And it was crazy weird for the first couple of hours or even the first day where I would just have this, like I'd be sitting in an Uber going to class or whatever and be like, take out my phone and be like, oh yeah. shit, I can't look at this right now. I have to look out the window, put it back in my phone. Imagine Literally that. same car ride. Do it pulled again. out my phone. And it's just like, dude, you just have this, like, it's almost like this just programming that just is like reach in pocket, grab phone, start to look like just this thing. And it's just, uh, it's crazy, man. It really, really is crazy. Just how like, just like you almost have this like uh, fucking urge. Oh, addiction. Hey, dude, it's literally like an addiction. pulling on the, um, the lever of the, at the casino, you know, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Dude, yeah. girl, there's like a huge diagnosis of, of young girls. It's like some sort of uh-huh. neck postural thing. Because you're just looking at your phone like this, so like that is an actual like widely diagnosed problem, like mm-hmm. physiological problem. Now, is that girls are like that? I don't know. That's what I said I was doing. <laughs> in the beginning of the podcast. You know, it's so crazy because these things they're, they're they're so much good that happens, but it's interesting that we're slowly starting to see like some negative things. You know, mm-hmm. at first people always like people have said for a while like what's going to be the there's got to be something negative about these things like right. these phones what is it we're slowly starting to see it's like Adderall right like no like 90 years later they're going to be like oh my god mega cancer came from Adderall but now it's like new and cool right? sure. like it'll be fine Jesus Christ how did you feel a couple of days after like the phone like you know once you had to get used to it uh, awesome. Did you? Yeah, really? it really, it really was great to just like not have that feeling. That's why I love going to your camp. By the way, I think that's one thing that I fucking love about your camp. Whereas, like, if you're at your camp, you have to seek out the service. You have right. to like go to the edge of the dock, or like there's one spot on the beach where you can sometimes get away. Text or back in the woods, like, but it's very seldom. And uh, yeah, that that's well, just saying that's why I love your camp. Your camp's fucking awesome. Shout out to your camp. It's the greatest place in the world, <laughs> Loki. Where's it at? <laughs> It's, it's a secret it's location that we can't divulge, but cool. it's somewhere in the New York area. Nice it's heaven. Um, it's heaven, man. It is heaven. Just yeah. like he's saying, it's it's like you have to disconnect, and then you're just looking at trees for like hours <laughs> at a time. <laughs> um, I put my phone on silent this year, yeah. And like for, in camp, and uh-huh. when I got back to normal, I was like, all right, I'll just turn it back on, and I just haven't, and it's been dope. Nice. Oh, you just kept it on silent. Silent. So now I don't have the. Yeah. 
those so, phantom vibrations. That's, that's when like, you know you have a problem. Dude, it's I, like I have a fucking problem. Even I didn't fucking feel buzz that. and I looked. And that's it's a like, thing. Whoa. That happened. Yeah. I didn't know y'all. Anybody else experienced that? No, that's that. a thing, no, man. I, I love hearing y'all talk because it's just like so. What I'm going through recently is everything y'all are saying. Yeah. Like, well, everybody goes through it, dude. I think because like you just all you have to do is just walk outside in a public space and where there's going to be people, obviously, and just look and see what everybody's doing. Totally. More than half of them are on their phone. Dude, what about like right before class, like back at like school? Oh yeah. Oh, College dude. Everybody, everybody's in the fucking like... hallway, just name, 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 looking at their phone, man. Oh I kind of tried to make a point to be the guy who's like, you know what? I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know? I didn't talk yeah. to anybody though. I just stood there because everybody else is on their phones. But you know what? I'm just gonna stare at this wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a point. Yeah, totally. I love what oh, you man, said about so assigning a certain part of the day. Because I think I've been pretty good. Like when I wake up in the morning, it's my nice kind of easy in the morning thing, and I don't go on at all until the next morning. But, like, there was an interesting article I read that people who are active on social media, that mirrors just an active, regular social life. And so it's, like, people who are more active on social media, like, live longer a little bit. And, like, the studies are starting to kind of come out. But it's, like, if you're all over Facebook, and maybe now that it's changing, now that it's become so, like, a lot of, like, links and articles, just bullshit memes and all that kind of shit, like, throwaway stuff, but the article I read was talking about, it's, like, people who have a lot of, like, Facebook friends, and that's just people who are just kind of more social people anyway, which was kind of cool. So, I do think there are merits to the phone, for example. Like, what I hate about the phone is, like, now when people call me, there's no way to just have the calls on vibrate. That's where I was trying to draw my line. Do not disturb you. You can do do not disturb... It's and just going to send it straight to voicemail. My default. Well, no, but I want calls. Oh, That's okay. the thing. Like, if someone calls you me, it's like, Chuck's calling me to go drink a beer tonight. It's like, sure. I want to get that. And if I miss it and don't call him back for an hour, maybe he, he's like, oh, sorry, I went to bed. So, like, that's what I don't like. I want my texts to just be whenever, like, Snapchats and all that shit. Get, like, get it whenever. Anything. But if you want to call me, I mean, you, you want to draw that line. It's like, what's the line where the people I care about, can they reach me? Because like, that's important, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what's, that's a merit of this phone is, like, Jake's in trouble or sure. wants to hang out he can call me up and I can help or help <laughs> I, um, I could be wrong but I, uh, so I keep my phone on do not disturb all the, like literally default do not disturb but I'm pretty sure there's a setting I could be wrong I think there's a setting where you're like favorites mm. they could be the only ones who get through Hmm. So if I you have I mean thing. dude 10 people like if you have your 10 closest people there yeah. that's pretty much that's all you need most of the time other people, you know, you can get back. Well, just look at your recent calls and say who are the top ten people who have, who but, have called. But I'm pretty sure there's a setting where, like, they are the only ones who get through do not disturb. I think you're right. Everybody else, like, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll, try that. I'll get back to it at some point when, I, when you know, when it's right for you. Not, not that you don't want to talk to them, but if you're in the middle of something important, like studying, doing a podcast, whatever, like, you know, nothing against you, but I'll get back to it when I can. That's yeah. something interesting that I recently learned about is, like, just because someone texts you doesn't mean you have to text them back right away. Unless and I thought a, that was Unless it's your girlfriend, because then you get in trouble. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a hairy one, but it's like maybe, hopefully not. Maybe <laughs> if I'm not what, whatever I'm doing. I mean, there's a great quote: "Be where your feet are." And I yeah, think the phone dude. takes you out of that. So it's like, damn. And I, I was telling you this, and this was like a cool. You know, how I said like I'm formulating my thoughts as I'm speaking. I'm kind of mm-hmm. real time. Well, like I said this to you once. It was like. I don't think you should have tech conversations over texts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, let me think about that. I totally I like, agree. Wait, but that's great. You should have conversations like this in yeah. person. And I know? quote, I quoted you after I changed. I, I didn't, I can't say I changed the way I thought about it. Cause I hadn't really formed like a, a concrete way to feel about it. But I, what you said, I, I don't know if you got this from school or not, but you said 
it was some percentage of, a, of uh, communication is actually the words, the rest is whatever else. Uh, what was the number? Staggeringly low. It's like 75% of communication is nonverbal. So, like, oh, wow. yeah. see how open your stance is towards me right now? You see yours. Like, you just shifted a little bit. <laughs> now, <laughs> now he's flexing. So yeah. I don't have the training for this, but so much more of it is intonation of the voice and, yeah. and eye behavior and proxemics and that kind of stuff. Anyway. But yeah, I was having, I forget what the context was, but um, I think I was saying, well, I just, anyway, there's been, there's been so many times where I've been texting someone and uh, it was probably my girlfriend at that time. And what I was trying to say wasn't going not through, the, through, not oh, going yes. through so the right true, way. And so it's not, true. and it's not their fault. It's not my fault because all you had at that time was your words and all you had were the words that you had time to type in response to what they had said, not what they were thinking at that time, but right. just what they had. Because like you ever been typing something, saw their bubble, got their text, and then typed like, or then rewinded a little bit, and then not You're even, not even, monologues. Not even You're finishing. not having a dialogue. Yes, I You're totally. So monologues. like, that's just on top of all that stuff. That is uh, another for me con of the phone. I love being able to text like a group and say, "Yo, guys, want to play tennis tonight?" Like, I think that's awesome. Um, but like in a in more of a like a, a grand scheme type of thing, and you also just beat my ass in tennis. I want to play. Love some. tennis, dude. It's Let's play super fun. I'll play fun. tennis every other day. I'm not me. good, but I would like to learn. It's super yeah. fun, man. Stop. Um, but I think that's just another thing. Is like it takes people out of the moment. Is the, the that phone they does. are in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes people I out of like the be the be where your feet are thing. I'm it's on. just, just yeah, on. that'd be great. It was on a refrigerator <laughs> in a beach house in North Carolina. Nice. It's meant for your eyes. To see. <laughs> it's meant for your ears, young man. <laughs> and it, yeah, it just it just takes you out of the moment. And like, when are you the happiest that you've ever been? When you can say that time is flying? Oh yeah, time's flying. Like whenever we first started this podcast, I was like mm, kind of nervous. What am I going to say? What to talk about? Whatever well, it is. An well, hour and well, a half. An hour well, and a half later, and we're just fucking gooping along. You know, <laughs> and it's just like, it's, and it's just, and it's just great. And that's why, like, I think the wow. deeper conversation. It's been an hour and a half. And that's why I think like the deeper conversations are great. I think that's why like whenever you're, it, it's kind of very popular now. Like even Gatorade has a Gatorade flow, but like the flow state mm -hmm. that people talk about that that those meditative zones. Whenever someone is making the art that they love or making the music that they love, like the they sport. are, yeah, they're playing making, a sport, making love, making love, like they are in they are as much of who they can possibly be at that one time as could ever be allowed and they're so in that moment and can you imagine like being making love and all of a sudden on your dress you hear meh, meh. Oh. it's like dude the worst yeah. the worst or you're stuck like today like before i came over here i was studying and i was like into it i was trying to figure out things out put things together and all of a sudden i felt a meh, meh, my pocket session was fucking done yeah. like immediately it was just done I couldn't bring my attention back because uh -huh. I was responding to something and it was just like you try the silent thing yeah you know? I know I want to but then I have this incredible like <laughs> urge within me to just always know if someone is trying to contact me or right. like I don't know if it I don't know if it's like a, a thing inside me that says you need to be relevant right now you need to like have someone uh, trying to talk to you but it's just like that feeling that you get where it's like did my phone vibrate? Did my phone vibrate? I don't know. Did it vibrate? Let me check. Okay, it didn't Damn, vibrate. Well, my phone's already open. Let me check my Snapchat, my mail, my Facebook, my Instagram. The red my, buttons, man. Boom, it's all right there. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's like this thing is amazing. Like I can FaceTime someone across the world. You have, And you can learn anything and I can anyone's learn ever learned. Anything I want at the, snap of a, at the snap of a finger. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that I feel like 
maybe it's just me personally. I need to rein in. Well, it's know? like, do guns kill people or do people kill people? It's like I would say people kill people. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I but, would say, yeah. But golly, is it a tantalizing fucking gun? Yeah. No, I hear, I hear you, brother. And I think that is a hugely relevant topic for everyone right now. Yeah, for sure. It's like some Skynet Terminator shit, man. When you said, like, half, the, like, you look around, what are half the people doing? Just on their phone. That's yeah. like zombie apocalypse kind of, like, Terminator shit. Yeah, it is. It's, do, yeah, go ahead. How do we bring them back, man? What's the key? <clears throat> Spread these messages like we're doing. Down. Be where you're at. Like, and I mean, don't force your viewpoint on anyone. <sighs> I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think is as long as the message that you're trying to give is coming from a good place and not from like a, hey, I'm on this step and you're yeah, one step lower than me. Try to come up to where I am. Right. You like illiterate, you know, non-conscious fuck. Like, <laughs> get up here. Get on my level. As long as you're not doing that and saying, hey, like, I don't know you, but in this weird way, I love you and I want you to experience more of what life has to offer. And I think what you're doing is taking away from that experience. Then I want to at least say what has worked for me. Yeah, that's, yeah. Kind of thing. that's the key, I think. Whoa. If you can... I think I was I was hoping you were gonna go there. I think in oh, this I went there. in this you went there. <laughs> and I'm happy you did. There. I'm building and a it house smells there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a message across like something like this is yeah. probably easier sometimes when you start off with like, look, man, this you know I struggled with this too. Mm-hmm. Here's how I did it. I just think maybe you could benefit from it. Maybe not. You know, whatever. No ego. I'm just yeah, yeah. No ego. Boom. Because you are that person, kind of. Because consciousness is a singularity. Totally. Is it, I mean, well, and it's like, how do you get to them though? I mean, if they're not asking for help, that's a tough that's thing. The thing. People who yeah. offer advice when no one's asking for it, that's like kind of annoying. That's right? tough. Yeah. Like I see people, I'm not going to say any names, but people close to me, pretty much, you know, very much so into the phones and stuff. And even sometimes their attitude is snippy. And I genuinely think it's because, um, because they're so into what they're doing that when I want to have a conversation, I'm like cutting into their like phone time, and it's like, well, what do you want? You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Or you're um, talking to someone, and you're like having a small conversation, and maybe they were scrolling on their phone, and then all of a sudden you say, like, excuse me. Hey, and like, what? Did you hear what I said? Oh no, sorry, I was doing this. What'd you say? And it's just like they were gone. They weren't even there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know how you give your like. It's hard to give your opinion if they don't want it. Or if they're not willing to listen. Yeah. It's, well, it's one thing I also realized that, like, um, especially if you're someone who, when you're when you're trying to motivate yourself, it's kind of hard on yourself. You know, like, some people, like, I, for me, I can only speak from my own experience. But, like, if I'm doing something that I know I shouldn't be doing, I'm like, oh, fuck, come on, Jake. Like, get your head out of your ass. Like, do this, you know? Or, like, mm-hmm. if I'm working out and I'm saying, oh, you, you want to quit? Oh, come on, fucker. Like, keep going, you know? Whatever it is. So, like, what I've found, though, is that not everybody, of course, is like that. But it's very easy like, I think the easy way out is to just chastise someone and say, oh, they didn't want to hear my advice, they didn't listen, and then move on. It's a lot harder to, like, sit with someone and be compassionate and say, okay, yeah, I recognize that you're maybe not going to change immediately or you don't see why you would need to, but I'm still going to, like, work with you, love you, like, mm-hmm. try to help you move towards what I think uh, would be a better way to go kind of thing, you know? At uh at Jocko's conference, he literally hit that point where he's talking about. I mean, in this sense, we're kind of being leaders, right? We're trying to lead people that we love. In in any sense, you know, we're talking about the phones right now, but just what you said, Jake, is that 
the way he phrased it is it's not sometimes it's not a one shot kill it's a campaign Mm. So, you know, you might not sure. be able to just snipe them instantly with this. You might have to just kind of slowly work at it here, yeah. you know, plant a little seeds, maybe come back to it, work. You know, it could be anything, but that's I like how you said that, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And just emanate positivity <laughs> and and practice what you preach and do what message you're trying to get out, and then people will just learn from you by being associated with you. And, like, maybe you don't even have to teach someone, but it's just like... Look, there goes JM, and he's fucking striving for goals. Maybe I should do that too, because he seems fucking happy and hilarious, right? So just by kind of like leading by example. Yeah, and being a little bit vulnerable, kind of showing people that like I, I try to work in, you know, even if it's if we're I don't know if we're talking about like certain things, but even like in little videos and stuff, I'll I try to occasionally be like, look, like don't think that I got all this figured out because right. I definitely do not. Yeah. You know, right. sometimes I don't have goals. Sometimes they're not clear. Sometimes I suck. Sometimes I <laughs> suck. Sometimes I totally suck. Like, this is this is absolutely true. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't get up early, you know? It definitely happens, yeah. but, you know, as long as you do the, what you got to do. The vulnerability yeah. point is so likable. Like, just I've just noticed, taking so many observations. I saw Dimitri Martin, a uh, stand-up comic. Um, How was that? Hilarious. Was it Great. Good? largely in part because he's self-deprecating right mm. it's like just making fun of how like awkward and silly and like dumb he is and just like a public speaking class that I took and like maybe this yeah this definitely works with like performance and stuff but it's like you're you're watching someone give a speech and they forget their lines and that's the authentic like like now what do they do when they forget their lines so this girl Summer you know what bless you Summer I haven't seen you forever miss you Summer Francois beautiful name beautiful girl too <laughs> Boots. Um, bless that so she forgets her lines, and then there's that kind of like awkward, because that's one of the worst things ever. I would almost rather be on stage and forget my lines than be in the audience and watch someone who's tanking. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But <laughs> she's like, God, I'm retarded. <laughs> like, it's like shits on herself. Yeah. And immediately that anxiety and that tension kind of drops. And then, oh, here, what I was doing. And she goes back and do it. And that was like a point our teacher made was like, that's so key. Like, don't just freeze up and like, uh, I it's like, my life. Just like take a breath, laugh, laugh at yourself, laugh at your faults, embrace them, and because that's who you are, and that's what makes you human, and that's yeah. what connects you to the everythingness of you, of everyone else. Yeah. It's like, just love that, just love, man. <laughs> I got, I got to. Uh, it just it makes me think. I got to uh, to Montreal, and I was just super tired and. Uh, I didn't have any cell service. I didn't want to. So I was, my plan was to order an Uber from the airport to where I was going, and I couldn't because I didn't have any cell service. And all the signs were in French, and I was just walking around this airport like oh, an man. idiot. They had they definitely had English translations, but like when everything, the first thing you see is a French word, it just like throws in a extra twenty percent of confusion. You've never been in this airport before. It's international. It's massive. And so I'm just like, what the fuck? And so I ended up making like two or three laps around this place, <laughs> asked the same guy for directions a couple times, like, where do I go to get a taxi? And I uh, couldn't find the lines whenever I got there. And there was a point where I was walking back into the airport, and there's those like big swinging like circular doors where you have to like time it. And so like, I'm like looking up, like, where's the taxi sign? Oh, shit, it's over there. Okay, I'm going to walk inside. And I start to walk into the thing, and the door literally pinches me into the into like the closure part. And so I'm sitting there for like half a second, like getting squeezed by this door. And I ended up like pulling out. 
And then going in on the next round, I'm just like, motherfucker, fuck this, fuck. And then I get inside, I make eye contact with like this guy, and he just looks at me, and I just go, <laughs> I start laughing, just like smiling, I was like this is, this is actually hilarious. Right. So like you could just, you know, you just like yeah, just like you were saying, like her forgot her lines. Like when you're in that moment, just like, <sighs> just fucking laugh about you're it, just you know? Just laugh, cause just like God damn it, like just like, you know, you could be like so pissed and like not vulnerable, or you know, just like be vulnerable and like laugh at how hilarious it is that you're lost and. A French airport, and you just got That's squeezed a by memory. a fucking door. Yeah, like, yeah like, it's you're good. Man. Like a very smart, capable, like awesome. I felt like such a squid. I felt like I felt like I was running around like my arms in the air, like help me, like I don't know where I am. I thought you were gonna say you were just in the door and just <laughs> walking around in circles. <laughs> oh man, that would have been great too. But oh jeez. Yeah. Well, can we talk about the combine? I would like to. You wanted to talk about it, dude. So I'm looking at numbers one and two place finishers as I'm sitting at a fat... Was that four or three? I was three. Yeah, you were three, dude. Three of five people. <laughs> yeah, like you're yeah. one. Like, congrats. Um, Q2's combine. Would you, what would you like to talk about? I don't about, know. Like, I, I, you brought it up earlier, but I just want to talk about how great I think it is. It is I dope. really do. Like, I think I remember whenever you were first trying to make it happen and we were coming up with the events and just mm -hmm. how, like... One coming up the events is really fun, but just I think how yeah, amazing great. it is and like how good of a, an exercise it is and just all things. That it surprises awesome. me that it wasn't more popular. Would you think? Do do most people listening to this? Do you think they're gonna know what it is? Should should you give a brief? We should. I mean, I don't know. Q dudes combine a small philanthropy that I've tried to start done it for the past two years. I had both of these guys uh, with me, and it's basically just your classic man trying to test all of the limits of his, of his athleticism. Um, I think most guys like played sports in college or did something and it's like very few of them went pro unless it's Patrick Mullins, right? But you yeah. still kind of want this sense of competition and like how can I strive to be the best I can? So we kind of developed this fun little system where we test strength, coordination, power, speed, all seven of the eight biomotor abilities. We tested Not flexibility. flexibility. We did test flexibility, but it didn't have a score. <laughs> <laughs> So I did the math. If we had flexibility, I would have beat you. <laughs> anyway, but that's not but the point. But who's counting? Uh, that's not the point. He's got it upstairs because, in his room. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's people like you. He has an like, X on the date with your face underneath it. <laughs> Fuck you, Jam. It's people it's like, like you guys were freak athletes that make other dudes not as interested in the event. So first year we had four dudes come out. And then, which was a great time. Which was shout amazing. out. I mean, I'm doing it every those two year because yeah. it's it's great. You're just objectively testing your athleticism, which I'm just genuinely interested. In how my per physical performance is, what's my trend of that over time? And so far, it's going up. If you had told me that yeah. when I was 25, I would be as powerful as I'd ever been, as fast as I've ever been, I'd be like, no, I thought you'd like peak at 18 and then fall out. But maybe because we're doing this, we are helping that trend go upward because we're. We're drawing attention to it anyway. So, lost my train of thought. Um, you were just kind of explaining what it was. Uh, you were saying you think people were intimidated because some people were. Yeah, okay. Thank you for bringing me back. The point of it is not to compete with other people. What's great about it is that by competing with other people, for example, there was a photo finish between you guys at the last event to determine who's going to take first place. <laughs> I guarantee you. Neither one of you would have done as well as you did had you been running that by yourself. Absolutely like a not. Not no even chance. fucking close. Yeah. So the point isn't so to beat each yeah. other because comparing yourself to someone else, especially with physical attributes, is a fruitless waste of time almost because mm -hmm. 
you're not them and you didn't grow with their genetics in their environment. So like maybe you're not, you can't bench press as much as you're not as strong as them. Who gives a fuck? What's important is that you get your stats for 2016 and then you train and you try and win and you try and beat all that in 2017. You're competing against yourself. And that's so important for growth and like, and it's fun. Yeah, I don't know why I was... And it gives a good to a good cause, dude. I mean, that's like yeah. a huge right. And so part, the right? winner, the everyone picks a charity, and everyone puts up twenty, twenty five bucks or something. And then the winner gets to donate all the charity of his choice. To yeah, gets to donate all the prize winnings to a charity of his choice. Jake has been doing Villa Lobos. I did Villa Lobos uh, last year, and I did SPCA oh, yeah. this year for the pups. Always goes out to the pups. Shout out to the dogs. <laughs> the dogs and the hoons. So it's just an excuse to like not really work out because it's not a workout. It's it's a test of your attributes. It's how manly are you, which is probably something you should figure out and try to make more so, right? Why do you think people are so unwilling, even if you throw it out there? Hey, this isn't a comparison. This is a self. This is a self comparison, not a outward comparison. Why do you think they're so uh, quick to to not participate, to just say no? Ego. You think so? Just straight I up. Think it's, it's hard fear yeah it's hard to like sit next to like this dude as he squats way more than I do for most people because that's kind of what we're taught is like it's bad to not be as strong as the other guy but it's yeah you don't want to be as strong as you can be yeah it's like, like get Jim, over I, yourself you got what 21 reps on bench or 20 I got 11 you almost got literally twice as many repetitions as I, I think did. you got like but eight. Then, and I got 11. No, I got 11. You got, I got 11, you got bit. 12. Okay. Yeah, Beef got more than me. He just wanted to shout out. So I'm stronger than Jake. <laughs> which is so not true. But again, it's like, like not important yeah, no. how but I compare like, to Jake. But like, in the, like when we're all there doing it, it's like, okay, I get my personal best and John Michael adds five more pounds and it's like, all right, I kind of want to win this event. But honestly, fucking go jam. Like fucking pound it out and like right. make it happen, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I wish I wish more people would get involved because then there'd be more one more money for charity. But two, I felt like you know, like when Will and uh, and Jordan were there, like I felt like I became better friends with them by participating in that event with them. Certainly, you know what I mean. And just I, I just think it's great. And like, I see no downside to this mm-hmm. operation. I don't really either, man. Think, and you know what's <sighs> interesting is well, a couple of things you said there. Is one, I felt like um, competition wise. I felt like there was a, a sprinkle of competition, you know, just enough to make you like you, you put this on. Okay, maybe I'll do five pounds more, right? For sure. But I really didn't feel like it was any like, oh damn it, like he beat me. It was I, I genuinely feel like it was just more of a camaraderie. Like I we wanted everybody to do their best on everything, which yeah. was awesome. Um, I think would you say that this is geared toward people who do work out regularly, or maybe not? Because maybe the people who don't work out regularly are fearful, or like I don't want to go do this. This is no fun. But before and before we get to that, I would argue that they should still do it because there was a couple events that if you do well, that there's not all strength here, right? Mm-hmm. Balance, um, the tennis ball one coordination, flexibility, coordination, balance, strength, power, speed, flexibility, stamina, stamina. and, and then arguably, I mean, if you can nail a couple of those agility, other ones, agility, oh yeah, yeah. If you can nail a couple of the other ones, you could still be up in the running even without the strength ones. Maybe we need to just restructure. I mean, there's a reason that it, it failed, right? I mean, I don't well, want to say failed, but a reason that it wasn't as successful as I had wanted it to be. My goal was like to yeah. get 10 contestants, okay. and we got five. How did you get the word out? Honestly, I didn't do a great job of okay. like marketing and spreading and, and promoting and whatnot. Um, but I mean, I, we had 10 contestants, and then by the day of, five sure. people had backed out. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I genuinely feel like... 
this was my first year doing. I genuinely feel like if if we kind of maybe brainstorm a little bit beforehand and make a, some sort of structured marketing thing, mm-hmm. dude, there's no reason that you can't have 20 people there. I think that was Samantha really was fun. Yeah. We should go after like personal trainers and, and that kind of stuff. I think we can get a better audience. What if, you, what if we go to personal trainers and see if they can get their clients to do it? So all these people who've been getting trained for a while, it's like, hey, this is a fun thing to like come see how your progress is. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, and athletes, sure. you know, just totally. anyone who like – yeah, I mean, we are making divisions? better athletes by by doing this, right? So, yeah. so get a high high school kid and say, "Look, you want to compete in college? How do you know how well you're going to do? You I mean see where you're at, see where you can improve." I mean, it's like a systematic approach to just becoming a better athlete, yeah. which is what everyone should want, regardless of whether you if you exercise or not. Just because being a better athlete means you're healthier physiologically, which means you'll live longer, you'll be happier, you'll produce less stress hormones all this kind of stuff i mean come on exercise movement action that's what it's all about right so yeah just back to the drawing board baby i mean we're (laughs) like you told me that day is like you want to talk about your increase uh in percentages because percentages sound really good (laughs) so technically this year we had a 20 percent increase that's (laughs) what it's all about right there yeah it is fun man it is dude it is i wish more people would come out uh, which event was y'all's favorite? The one I'm best at. Which yeah. one? Vertical. Yeah, that was good. What are you, 37 and a half? Yeah. Jesus. Cam Newton has a 30-inch vertical jump, right? 36. 35. Yeah. 35. Yeah, it's 35. 35. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Dude, I'm way better at than Cam Newton, bro. No doubt about it. Psych. But it's not important to compare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, I love... See, I love Agility's I love so much fun, speed. Man. Well, yeah, Jilly's fun. My my jam, my pride, <laughs> my, my 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 claim to fame was that I was the fastest kid that I knew, and I don't didn't like really believe that because obviously I'm sure I know people were <laughs> me. But like, I hadn't lost a race since I was 13 years old, and like a sprint race, a 100 meter dash, and so that was my favorite event. And then JM uh, he beat me this year. Did you torque um, that? You're so fucking. He was so okay. much faster. <laughs> no, he's great. Um, you're a beast. I mean, you did start a little bit ahead of everybody else, but you're really good. No, I'm just kidding. He cheated. <laughs> um, what about you? I like speed. I just think running as fast as you can. Is, running is was dope. pretty fun. I don't think I went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be the funnest one. That was a lot of fun. Something about just like... Dude, you're like hard pounding. Yeah, and your dorms are rolling. You're, you're like, just waiting for the... It's just like... I, I, I kind of like um, that like halfway point too. I'm not very good in the beginning, but that half a point where you're just like, you're just pumping your arms, dude. Everybody's <laughs> nostrils are flaring. Yeah. Just, that's awesome. Just primal, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and talk about living in the moment. It's like, I think that's why a lot of people love sports so much. It's like, you can't be focusing about like, what's my girlfriend doing this weekend or whatever. It's like, like oh my God, I got to get this ball into yeah, this hoop. It's a good point. This other dude is going to do it and I'm going to lose. It's like just breaking down life into this little microcosm, mini life. It's like. That's a really good point. You're just focusing on what you're doing, and it's hard. It's hard enough to where it, it needs all of your attention. Just play sports, everybody. I know, yeah. I actually I noticed um, at LSU when I played rugby, like if during the game I was noticing people on the sidelines, I wasn't. I, I had a crappy game. Yeah. But some games, dude, like I didn't even think anybody else was there. Uh-huh. You know, some you, people be like, "You didn't hear me screaming." It's like I, I didn't hear you at all. But the, the t- some games, I'd be like noticing like. Are my, my, are my parents here? Is my girlfriend here? Like, you know? Yeah. And then if I was doing that during the game, like, those were certainly, like, not my best games. Totally. Yeah, totally. That's funny, man. Wow. Well, all right. Well, 
I'd like to wrap up. Um, I normally try and say, "What? Well, how can we make the world a better place? But God damn it, you guys. Pretty much this whole episode <laughs> has been just incredible advice. So um, I guess let's end by just say something you've learned um, recently that maybe we haven't touched upon yet. Um, and I can go first if you'd like me to. I guess... Oh, here's something I'm exploring. Your reaction to something, I'm pretty sure that's just a result of your past psychological trauma. So it's like that kind of means inherent truth of what's going on and maybe the best way to be in that situation isn't necessarily your first impulse. It's like, what have you experienced in the past that is kind of formulated how you're going to immediately react and so when you think about that and how people can react differently in the same situation it's like maybe just take a step back and realize especially if it's something negative that you're going to say or do it's like you're just doing that because of your psychological history i'm pretty sure i'm kind of exploring this this thesis if you will so like next time you're about to react and you kind of feel a negative thing like oh man fuck that dude like and even if you don't say it aloud but you're just kind of thinking it just be like, wait a minute, where is this coming from? Think about your past. I mean, there's a lot of important work people do where it's like they like write out. Jordan Peterson like talks about this like past authoring program. Talks like, all right, diagram your life into seven important episodes. And like, what what's the most significant experience that has transpired in your life so far? And it's like that probably has something to do with how you're feeling about whatever's going on right now. So maybe work on your 72 hour rule. Don't react emotionally in the moment and um, think about your past so that you can learn lessons about how to live in the now. Damn. That was dope. <laughs> Sometimes I say things like put lights up oak trees because it's pretty. Like you don't have to like, <laughs> <laughs> like grandiose thing. Like, oh, man. Maybe like Drake like eight ounces of water before each cocktail or something. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, you guys have done good work so far, so no pressure. Um, I, I got to be honest, I don't really have anything, Jamie, if you want to go. The thing I'm um, kind of trying to get out a little bit right now is two, two in, um, exercises I do that I think everybody should do. I think that not I don't think enough people spend time thinking and being just inside themselves, mm-hmm. right? People just go about their lives. They just do. They just go with the flow. They do their normal day, but they don't spend time to just sit, like you say, and take a topic and just think about it, or mm-hmm. just think about themselves. So the two things I've been doing that I'm freaking loving, one of them, <laughs> <laughs> one of them, I, it's called uh, it's called a quote unquote productive meditation. I call it a focus walk. And all that all that it is is you you literally go take a walk, but what you do is you pick one thing you want to think about philosophical problem a business problem or even just something goofy something that you've been playing around with in your mind one thing and you go on the walk and inevitably your mind's gonna go think about something else mm-hmm. and when you realize that you bring it back to that topic and over and over again throughout the whole walk I've come home from all of these walks with just an insane amount of focus calmness you know anything that was stressing out before it almost melts away just from walking in itself mm-hmm. a lot of successful famous people just take walks which is a crazy thing Terry Crews talked about this really so dude I do that and then the other thing is just open up a word document I don't care if you've ever written before I took I took 
no English classes in college. <laughs> Open up a Word document and just spill your brain onto that page about anything. Nobody has to ever see it besides you, but something about just doing that and just tapping into yourself. Sometimes I literally sit there and be like, I feel like crap right now. Why do I feel like crap? Maybe because of this. And I just spill it. Dude, it makes you feel so much better. And you learn a lot about yourself. Dude, that's so good. Like, so many points there. So, like, you you can only truly articulate something if you write it down. So otherwise, it's kind of bouncing in your head and it kind of goops around. And then maybe you kind of remember part of it later and whatever. But it's like, if you write something down, boom. You have brought it from whatever realm it is, where ideas come from, and you put it into this one. And that's so important for growth and introspection and all this stuff. It's interesting you talk about... I mean, what you just said basically with the walk, it sounds like meditation. It but is. people try to think about nothing. Right. But it's so interesting that you try and think about one thing. Sure. I've never really thought about trying to meditate on one subject, and I think I should try it because it well, probably comes from some meditation is called breath meditation, where like really in meditation, you're not you're not trying to think about nothing. You you really just kind of focus on your breath, and you just let yourself do whatever. Your mm. brains, you, you you count your breaths and. You know, let's say you try to get to ten, but you're gonna, you're just gonna get distracted, and it's okay. You don't try to just be thinking about nothing. You just let your mind do it. But when you realize, oh shoot, I'm not counting anymore. I'm distracted. You bring it back. Mm-hmm. So it is very much like a meditation. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, sounds just like it. It's interesting when I meditate and I don't do it enough. They say you should meditate thirty minutes a day, and if you're too busy, you should meditate sixty minutes a day. <laughs> um, and so I just I try and I take thirty minutes a week, once a week, and I God, I need to get back into it, and I will, I will, I'm going to. Well, even you just thinking about your whatever topics, just that could be your meditation, right? That's important. Well, I guess coming from like a performance background, we did a lot of like breath work, because come on, breath is everything, mm-hmm. everything, and I kind of like to just sit and fucking, of course, focus on the breath, and then just, just vibe with infinity kind of and just melt into other dimensions and like it's not like oh i have a thought like oh no like don't think that like stop go back no it's like oh here's a cool thought okay totally throw that back out come back to <laughs> and move into downward dog okay <laughs> upward dog right leg forward into half warrior pose <laughs> jp i would love it if you were to use your voice to do like a meditation I've never heard session him talk or a yoga session like he told me a year ago I'll never do static yoga ever again. Do you still feel that way? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't do yoga. Well, you sound like you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've heard it a lot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I don't do it. I don't do it. It's not not for me. But if you enjoy doing it, do something you love. God, yeah, you know it. what? That's what I'm going to finish off with. Do what you love. If you're not doing what you love, stop doing the thing you're doing, and then do that other thing. God damn it. <laughs> Well, that'll conclude the Snuggly Dragon podcast. Boys, Sweet. let's do this again sometime. You are both incredibly positive figures in my life, and I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And uh, till next time. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Who's that guy? What's he got in that cup? Is it true what I heard? That's Harvest Moon Coffee. Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters.com. All I want for my birthday this year. No, come on, beef. You suck. I don't know. I was killing it for a second. Harvest Moon Coffee Roasters. Gotta love them. Sub 6.